0: JQ is late. I'm not surprised. He does it to me all the time. have been sitting there for an hour waiting for him, ready, just like this. He's late. he said we was going to do it at this time. He wasn't her at this time. He's not her. He's late. I don't know. I was going to drop that intro and start without him. That's all I do. I can't wait for him no more. Anyway, you know what? Time to drop that intro. <music> But E-Buggy pays the bills. Welcome
1: to the No Name RC Podcast. Get ready for some serious bench racing. But be warned, we speak our minds, express our thoughts, and sometimes things can get a little rowdy. Hate, and he just was influenced by the hate coming from the left, the hate coming from the right. And let's get back to more club racing and less of this money-grabbing racing. Hard
0: arrogant
2: when you're always right. Mm.
0: See what I mean? That's exactly why people call you <laughs> arrogant, Max. You may not agree with everything we we say, but it's definitely worth a listen. And our pick, can you stop whatever you're doing? Join your host, Leslie the Great, with co-hosts and guests as they get together <laughs> to chat our series. Hey, after that race that I watched this morning, I have to talk about it. Here we go. hundred bucks right here. hundred dollars throw. Oh no! <laughs> I like this one. Yes, indeed. Nitro's the glory, but E-Buggy pays the bills. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 219. That's right, 219 of the No Name RC podcast. I'm your host, Keno White, a.k.a. Lefty the Great. And joining me eventually will be the village idiot himself, my co-host, JQ, a.k.a. Beaker. Uh, He hasn't been on since the Christmas show. Going to find out what he's been up to. He's actually going to be on this week and next week as well. Uh, So... Yeah, we we got a lot of questions for him. We got a lot to talk about. Um, we also have Maddie G on her as well, coming to talk about uh, his eight, his 10 scale program and the big race that they had this past weekend that he attended, which was the Clash of Champions. But before we do that, I'd like to say some thank yous and some shout outs to people. First off, I want to say shout out and say thank you to all of the NNRC squad around the world. Thank you guys for all the love that you showed me guys in 2022 Virtually when we went to races, all that type of stuff. It was a pleasure to meet you, everyone that I met last year. Thank you for all the support. Thank you to everybody that's rocking out some NNRC gear or rocking decals on their their cars, man. We I love you guys. Thank you for all the support. We can't do it without you guys. So please, please keep sharing the podcast. Keep rocking, rocking our decals. Um, if you ain't joined our YouTube, join our YouTube, please, because I was looking at the analytics and... Uh, A lot of people are watching this stuff or liking it and they're not joining the YouTube. So let's bump that up because that's really important to her. I really like it. If you guys hit that notification button, that sub button, hit that like or dislike button, leave a a comment, get us up into that algorithm. If you listen to us on our audio platform, because I believe we're available on all podcast platforms, leave a review. It helps us a lot. So appreciate that. Thank you for the continued support. Also, if you want to go a little further, you can uh, join the Patreon program i uh, getting real busy in that, as well as the YouTube membership program. Those funds go to help paying some bills, help you know, buy my RC stuff around her, and help things keep going here at the NNRC. And uh, you get early release, patron-only and YouTube membership-only podcasts and content. Going to be really active in both of those platforms this year. So if you wish to support the NNRC a little bit more, you can, and I appreciate everybody that does. Also, shout out to our NNRC Discord, which is going strong. Lots of conversations going on in there as well. If you want to check that out, the link for that is in the written description as well. Also, thank you to these companies that have decided to have sponsored the podcast for uh, the last year. Some of them are still staying on. Some of them haven't. I'm still waiting to hear from them. But if you're a company and you want to be a part of the NNRC and like what we're doing here at NNRC, uh, hit me up. We got tiers for everybody. If you got some race promotion, you want to promote your race, we got... uh, Plans for that as well. Just message me and um let's help you make your business better. uh But thank you to these businesses. They are Invisible Speed. Make your speed visible at invisiblespeed.net. Our primary sponsor for the second year in a row. Thank you to them. I greatly appreciate that. Thank you to High Tech RC for coming on again for another year, helping me out. Uh, they're going into the 50th anniversary. Sunpadal USA. Thank you to Hefty and him, uh, Sunpadal, for being a big part of the podcast this year. TNR Fuels, thank you to Chris. They got the TNR race coming up next weekend. Thank you to Brent and Lucas and everybody at Beach RC. I'll talk about them in a minute. Techno RC on for another year. Ooh, Techno is going to be going to be interesting to see what Mayfield does with that uh Techno buggy. Lug's Racing Tires, thank you to them. Clinic RC, thank you to Tony and Vicky. appreciate their support as well. Shout out to my boy Ardent Imprints doing all my uh my hats and my shirts. If you guys want to get some NNRC swag in the USA or want to get some embroidery or your printing needs, check out my boy Art and Imprints on on Instagram. Also, the person that's handling the swag over in the UK, Europe, is RC Haas, Sean Barrowman. Thank you to him. Links for his website where you can order your NNRC swag are in the written description as well. Shout out to my boy Danny Paz at WRCE. He's going up to help out with the stream at SIC this weekend. Man, Danny has one is one of the best guys in the industry. He's doing a lot of content, doing a lot of uh, artwork, and doing. A, he's really good at his streams. If you want him at your, know, um, if you want to get some work done by Danny, just hit him up. W R C E. He's doing he's doing great things, man. Uh, R C G P. Of course, shout out to House of R C, Ronafog Race Shop, J T P R C, Thirty Six Mood, which is uh Robert Baddy is. Uh, brand and of course the dr Alexander alexander hagberg are our nnrc drivers and i want to say shout out to my my, my boy george i don't know how to say his last name it's 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 a chorus i know he's coming up with a podcast with toby hampson and a couple other guys from the northeast racer that'll be dropping soon but uh he sent me a little care package uh while i was away uh, he sent me some hats so he's got a website called offer at racer.com he's making like Branded clothing that you can wear out. So He sent me the shirt. He sent me a blue hat, a gray hat. I'm gonna take some pictures, but uh, you can check them out. He's his shirts are pretty good. He's got one hat that has a a nitro engine on it. It's got an e buggy. Another hat. The hats are super comfortable. The shirts are comfortable as well. He'll be adding more stuff. He's got vinyl. Uh, he got a tumbler. I did, I left the tumbler at home. Uh, but I used it on the shop. I'll be using that tumbler a lot from now on. So check out uh, OffroadRacer.com. I'll leave a link for that in the written description as well. And thank you to George for sending this out. And I look forward to seeing you guys podcast drop. Um, yeah. Remember, everybody, share the sponsor shows the podcast some love. Uh, please, if you can, go use the affiliate links that we have for some of these companies. We have coupon codes that you can save some money. Or if we don't have anything like that, just say, hey, I heard about you on the No Name RC podcast. It really helps us out a lot. And share the sponsors some love. shares the podcast some love. And if your company, you want to help us out, hit me up. We're looking for people to, for 2023. Uh, like I said, Born a Crime, Maddie G, his her. We geek out over 10 scale for hour and a half. Uh, JQ's coming on to answer your questions and talk a little bit of Silly Season. I want to get his uh, views on some of these Silly Season moves and what he's got going on. JQ will be back next week as we have a special podcast planned. Uh, we have like a Mayako movement meeting. So we're going to have a meeting of all the great minds next week. So that should be great. That's going to be uh, recorded. We're going to have Jared Tebow, uh, David Ronafalk, and Robert Baddier one with uh, JQ and myself. So tune into that. Uh, but real quick, just wanted to shout out to our Hobby Plaques, RC Hobby Plaques, man, and Mod Media. They put on a great show at the um, first annual 2023 Clash of Champions. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I watched the uh, coverage all weekend, really enjoyed that. So shout out to them. Great job to them. We talk more about that race as well. And also, uh, just real quick, I was looking at uh, Lance McDonald and his advertising for the R- Florida RC Championships. Man, I loved it. I know Danny does all that work. Uh, then Lance did a good job at Hooser as well, and he's headed up to the SIC, so good luck to him and Danny and everybody that is traveling to SIC. If you are traveling to SIC, safe travels to everybody. Have fun. I'll be watching that race as well. And then next week, we have the TNR race, uh, A Main Challenge, coming out at Thunder Alley, I believe it's being held at. Uh, I was talking to Chris Nelson. He was trying to get me out there, but I, I I just don't think I can make it. I have to be home, uh, for like the following Tuesday, and I just I have to be home, uh, and I just don't think I can make it back in time. But hopefully, I'll make it to TNR race next year. I would really like to go this year. But lots of giveaways. Everybody's talking about it. I believe Tebow's going. Cavallari's going. Uh, there'll be full coverage, so I'll be posting all that stuff on the uh on the um nnrc facebook page so just pay attention to that and um just yeah we, dude the racing season has started and i am so happy <clears throat> i literally was stuck to my tv watching 10 scale racing all this week all this weekend past i watched almost every race uh from hooser and um i was doing that because I'm, I'm just geeking out of a 10 scale and i wanted to have a good conversation with maddie g it was gla- i was glad he come on and been, wanted to have born a crime one for a while and um, he did really well. He's gonna be on a lot more as we cover much more ten scale stuff. Um, I think that's about it, guys. Uh, I think JQ is ready to come on. <clears throat> I'm gonna get him on. We're gonna take uh, do some questions, find out what's going on with him. Like I said, let's get this podcast started. So, what's up, JQ? How you doing?
1: All good.
0: Happy New Year you. to you.
1: Thank you. Happy New Year. H- is this How the was- first one this year?
0: Yes, we did the Christmas show, Yeah, which I'm still getting people's names together to send out uh, their prizes. This is a tedious task. So don't worry, people. Once I get your name, everybody's names and stuff taken care of, your prizes will then be sent out by the respective companies. I also knew that nothing was going to get done in the first week of January, so I didn't worry about it too much. But yeah, man, we haven't really, you know, even how was your Christmas and all that stuff, man? Did you have a good time?
1: It was uh, it was okay, but it co- kind of snuck by somehow. The goal was Ooh. to take a break, and uh, I haven't managed. You, well, I still need feels- to. Uh, before DNC, I somehow still need to disconnect. Like I wasn't really able to.
0: Speaking of DNC, that's only five weeks away.
1: Yeah, I know. I need to. Next few days, I need to finish a few things, and then I have to try to take a bit of a break and release or finish that uh, video I'm working on and release it.
0: Oh yeah. Can we talk about that? Your retirement video. We can talk about that after. Okay. Uh, You know what? I just realized it's been like a month since we left South America. It feels like it was so long ago, but it's only been a month. If you really look at the date. I don't know. Yeah, it has. It's the 12th. You guys left on the 12th. I left on the 13th.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Exactly, a month.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Hey, so did you make any New Year's resolutions?
1: Um, it's, I wouldn't call them New Year's resolutions, but I made a big one, which is in that retirement video. So when that drops, uh, video, you'll understand. Oh gosh, but I oh that, that That's one that took like six to eight months to make. Really? I
0: thought you started yeah. this the other day.
1: No, not the video, the fucking decision. Oh, uh, <laughs> You you'll see when it's I, complicated. Yeah, because you was
0: hot you was all hot and bothered about this for like a week and you was like, "I'm doing my retirement video." I can't yeah, do it. Yeah, I know. Goes, I, fuck you. Yeah,
1: I know. I know, but it's um I'll get it done. That's why I need to take a bit of a break so I can do it.
0: Yeah. Um. I had a nice little break. I was actually very eager to get back and start talking about RC. And then last this weekend one, uh, which, by the way, we have your favorite ten scale Mexican racer on as my co host and guest this week. Oh yeah, uh, Matty Born G, a aka BOC. Oh, dude, he's gonna come on and um do be my ten scale guy. He's pretty good. Is too. he
1: racing modified now?
0: Yes, he's racing mod. So, you know, I did relay the message that you said to him at the race. Yeah. It looked like it really hard him. <laughs> me.
1: I think that uh, <laughs> it was some race at uh, OCRC. And I forget who I was with, but he pit like he pitted somewhere next to me or close to me. And then the other guy was on the other side. And he said after the race, like, I can't remember exactly what he said. You could uh, ask him. But something like it was so much fun, or it was just in ridiculous to, <laughs> everything that was going on in the pits. So yeah, ever since then, uh, we became friends and it was fun. So.
0: yeah, he was on um being as there's a you know, where I'm geeking out on 10 scale. I get this whole stock thing, you don't anymore. So anyway, you don't, but I get it. Uh he did pretty good. And you know, he's helping me out. He's gonna be our 10 scale co host. And uh, he did pretty good. He did pretty good for his first time. Uh, Like,
1: what is he racing now? Associated? uh,
0: Yeah, he's running associated, working with One Up. One Up, associated. Yeah, Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, he's going to be racing a lot this year too. So, and he almost—you know what? He almost—he so Fenn dominated this race this past weekend, Mm. and in Q two of four wheel drive, he Matty G was like obliterating his TQ time and then broke like like seriously he was leading and then broke all drive or something It felt so he was fast in four-wheel drive he was really good in 4 drive wasn't so good in two-wheel drive well, it was fast in four-wheel drive um yeah but yeah he's on the podcast this week we geek out on hob on the hooser hobby sorry the clash of champions at the hooser H- rc Hobby plex it was a big race it was great um and the facility is nice jq uh before we go on we got a lot of questions so, so anyway i just wanted to tell people so you was actually is actually scheduled to have you on for an entire different whole other podcast this week um and it's it's should we tell people who it's going to involve
1: yeah yeah you can
0: yeah so it's it's going to be uh obviously uh with it's going to have jared tebow you myself robert betty and ronald falk it's it's actually called Three World Champions of Village, Idiot, and Lefty. Uh, um, but we are supposed to record that this week, but those guys got busy. I think Robert's in France?
1: Yeah, Robert's testing with uh, Adrian Bertin for Corsatec in
0: mm-hmm. France,
1: and then Thibaut's dri- driving to SIC. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess David was, would have been available. But the idea, actually, <laughs> I'm looking forward to this, uh, this one because we have... Three world champions. We have one guy, who, David, who is sort of arguably in his prime, right? Mm-hmm. And has many years ahead of him racing. Then we have two guys who still both believe that they can win, and I think they can, but they are both sort of towards the end of their careers. Transitioning. Yeah. They are in the transition period. They last mm-hmm. sort of years right. when they can win, right? Yeah, I would say so. So we have three guys who all want to win. They're all capable of winning. Three egos, same team. This needs to be, this, and me, of course, involved in the mix. This has to be discussed now <laughs> before the season starts. We have to talk through everything, set a bit of a game plan. And then so we're all on the same page. We know what's going to happen. We know what the plan is. We know how we're going to work together. And then we start the year, right? So mm-hmm. I thought it could actually be really fun to do this as a podcast and you can be the mediator. And then afterwards no, gonna we see, I'm going have to put see, my okay, cowboy hat on for that. Yeah, but afterwards we can then see, okay, so this part we, this we keep private or maybe this part only for my aqua members, this is public. You know, we'll see that afterwards. But we record it and everything goes as we record. Okay. And then we decide afterwards what we release. But it could be a good one.
0: Alright, cool. That, that's coming next week, guys. It was supposed to happen this week, uh, but we do have a lot of questions. So what we're going to do is take about half of those questions for this week because you can come on next week and answer them as well because people are just excited to have you on, I think. And um, they had a lot of questions, a lot of questions. So we're going to go into some RC news. We're going to touch on a few Silly Season. I wanted to get your opinion on a few of the Silly Season news. We, we, we went fully in-depth on Silly Season last week. So if you guys want to check that out, Max and I did on episode 2000, uh, 2000, 218, go check that out. But we're going to go, I just want to get your opinion on these moves. And um, I'm going to call it the RC News this week. And the RC News is brought to you by Tech RCD in their 50th year. We'll be soon rolling out their 50th year campaign. Can't wait. Glad to have uh, Tech back on as um, uh, advertiser. And also I'll be highly involved with High Tech at DNC coming up this year as well. But uh, high tech RCD is a lead in RC systems delivering the highest performance and reliability supported by a dedicated customer service personnel. They have their 9381TH servers. They also have uh, the DB778WPs, all manufactured with the high technology. I even heard they have another servo coming out as well. They also have some big news coming out, I'm told. The RDX2 Pro Charger, which I own myself, is r- working flawlessly with the Bluetooth dongle. Trust in high tech your server in charge headquarters. Visit them at dot techrcd.com/slash where to buy for your nurse retailer. Or if you're buying a high-tech product, let them know where you heard about it. Uh, right here on the no name rc podcast. And uh yeah, show us a little love. So JQ, um, not too much news going on. I don't want to get too crazy about silly season, but what an active silly season we had. It was a little bit slow to start. It Mayako and Robert kind of started it off. And then there was a serious low in between that and then the uh, Ryan Mayfield announcement to Techno. And then after Christmas, it just kind of went like, here we go. Silly season just burst on the scene. We had lots of moves. Um but I think we're going to just touch on the – I would call these the three major moves. We already talked about Robert. We've had him on the podcast. We're going to go into – we're going to talk. touch on Tebow. You did touch on – let's talk about the Mayfield to Techno uh, move. And I, I really want to know, can you let us know how close Mayako was to getting Mayfield on board? Uh, was you that close? Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, as far as I know, if we had just said yes – Mm-hmm. Sign on, sign here. Then he would have been racing Mayako now. But the thing about the Mayako deal was that we did—we already have our driver. We have Rundafag, mm-hmm. right? And I think that a brand, a brand like Mayako, that's only racing, can only really afford one high-value, expensive driver. Mm-hmm. Whoever else is signed needs to bring some other value than just, you know, went to the Worlds, finished second. I went to the Worlds, I won. I won the Euros. Like, the results are there. So adding another Mm -hmm. one, the gains are marginal, I would say, right? So for our American driver, we needed something else. We Okay, driver, yes, but there has to be something else. And in Mayfield's situation, that just wasn't there, like, it was basically driver only mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. tebow wasn't really something that was on our radar mm-hmm. it it popped up during the negotiations with Mayfield and trying to find a solution for it and then looking at it more, it seemed okay, so Tebow is really keen, he has a web shop, he sells stuff, he has his j t p r c he he is interested in being a uh, an ambassador for the brand you know doing customer service doing videos live all of all of that stuff so then that makes sense he can still win he's good enough he hasn't um been winning races on the level as mayfield has over the last few years but i would argue that with the right the right car right setup um the, the confidence he needs to go out there believing he can win, I think he still can, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. then the, the racing performance between those two is actually close enough, I would say. But then all the other things that Thibaut does, social media presence, the web shop, selling, all of that, that made it clear that, okay, we have to go this direction instead.
0: Okay, well... I guess this happened around after RCGP, because when I got that message from you, you was like, oh, what do you think about this? Do you think this can work? And I said yes. And then you didn't answer me for a long time. Yeah, I
1: can't remember. I'm very bad with timelines. That was like October. And actually, no, I remember now because uh, it was when I was after the Worlds, when I was doing the traveling. I was actually in Italy. Uh, when we were talking with Mayfield and that, and then mm-hmm. right after that, or during that sort of, the Tebow talk started. So it must have been okay. what, September, October. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, we'll have him on and we'll find out what happened with techno uh, from him, from the horse's mouth. Um, I I think, all right, well, let's, we, as we're talking about Tebow and every, that was the biggest move. Let's touch on that a little bit. Uh, I think, A lot of people, a lot of people knew this was going to happen, dude. It was crazy. I had like Sebastian Beltran from Colombia was so obsessed with this. He's like, I know it's Tebow. He messaged me every day. What's up, Sebastian? And people were messaging me every day. And um, obviously I knew what was happening because I was with you guys on the Invisible Speed Tour and whatnot. Um, The the video dropped. It got announced, I think, like a few days late or a few days after it was supposed to. I know it actually got dropped while we was recording the podcast. I remember a message you saying, well, this is going to drop. We need to, you know, we need to talk right. about it and and whatnot. I think, um, I think the reaction to it was like successful. Like there was some bullshit, like obviously br- people bringing up their religion and all that type of stuff and, and whatnot. And we're going to touch on that next, next month, next week. But otherwise than that, I thought that the reception of him was, was great. Uh, I think I've, I've talked to him as well and he seems super confident. He was really like blown away with the discord server and all that stuff and how helpful it is. And he's like, we need to get more people in there. And not only that, but talking to friends that were testing with him at like hobbyplex and, and stuff like that. They were telling me that how confident he looks and how good he looks with the car. And, how he feels. So I didn't just hear it from him. I heard it from his friends that were close to him. And obviously you've been talking to him. Um, I know you didn't really want him to go to SIC, but he kind of, he wants to go. Are you a little nervous about that coming up? We're going to touch on the SIC, but uh first big race for him coming up here. SIC. What is, what would be your expectations? Okay. We want him you want him to win, but would a top three be good for you?
1: Yeah, I mean real podium is top three. I don't believe in those five five car podiums. I I didn't want him to go really because he isn't comfortable enough with the cars. He doesn't hasn't tried setups, you know, if the car doesn't work, he doesn't know what to do. Like, exactly, because he hasn't had the time mm-hmm. and he's going alone. You know, so I would have preferred that he just test spends this time testing, learning the car, figuring everything out, making sure it's bulletproof, nothing breaks, falls off, um, performance is good. And then DNC would have been that, like, first debut. Like, here we go. That, mm-hmm. that, that would have been sort of my preference. But uh, now I would say... If everything goes well, then he should be competitive. Uh, I don't see a reason why not. If if he can uh, finish top three, then then that's a success, I would say. Okay, okay. I haven't actually uh, even seen who's going. I just know.
0: Um. Well, we'll talk about that. There's actually
1: that a, normal guys.
0: Yeah, Cav isn't going. So let's let's bring up our next one. We'll finish on 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 Mayfield. Cav to Schumacher and WRC. Um, I was this was a move that sh- kind of shocked me because I thought he'd done enough on the 10 scale side to stay at TLR. Now, I don't know if it's he he left TLR or TLR got rid of him, but we did have this, uh, which I do want to talk no, about I the think- Racer Pale program.
1: Okay, so what I have heard is that Horizon was, um, tightening up their budgets Mm -hmm. yeah so that so he i think he had an offer like they didn't say okay you're done they just said Mm -hmm. like okay here's your new deal and then he didn't want to accept that so he went somewhere else to get something that he feels is more uh like what he deserves you know so that's what i heard i'm fairly certain that that's what happened, that he could have stayed, but it just wasn't what he wanted, so he chose. yeah, So it's not not like, you're done, you're fired. No. Here's your new deal. The new deal wasn't good enough, so he started to look elsewhere. And I don't know about the WRC. I would say that the Schumacher deal is one that if he takes it the right way, if he does it right, it could be a good one. For him mm-hmm. also. Schumacher is that they have really good cars and innovative ideas and uh, they have not really been successful in America uh, as far as sales for as long as I can remember, right? But
0: I mean, they, they, they I just, they I, do I think well, that but...
1: there's, yeah, but there's, I think there's a lot of room to grow there. So if, yes, if he yes. could, if he could help make the Schumacher brand like Yokomo was, when Mayfield mm-hmm. joined Yokomo and a took on Yokomo and it suddenly blew up and you could see Yokomos everywhere. Like if something like that could happen with Schumacher, that could be a good deal, right? Mm-hmm. So he has mm-hmm. good cars. He does well. He's part of building and growing the presence in America. That could be something that has a future for him, right?
0: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Uh, WRC, I, I don't didn't. Let's go there. Like there were all kinds of issues, and he just. Yeah, but they're, they're on the they're on the different
0: management now. They're That was when they first started. They were under some oh, okay, some, yeah, some shady management, well, and now it, they're it, on the standard RC, and they seem to they seem to have the the feet under them, and they they they're getting steady regional guys. Like I would say, it reminds me of like when I was with JQ. Uh when we is doing JQ Racing and when I started, you know, you have to go out there and get there's regional guys, they're on the team and all that type of stuff. I would say that they got um Chris Morant and uh Dylan Hoffman doing their their team manageable managing uh, skills. So it's a growing brand. It's probably like Max described it, it's like S Works was when it first started, I would I would say, but a little bit more uh regulated now. But and, and it's it's got still, two good drivers in Italy.
1: I would still say that I believe that Schumacher is that sort of... Better deal. Sh- Schum- Schumacher is a good deal and a ha- good good possible future. And WRC is like a Hail Mary last chance. This is the only thing I can get where I'm sort of getting paid what I want. Mm-hmm. That's how I look at that. I don't see a future with WRC Potentially, there could be a future with Schumacher. But do you remember years ago I said um, one of the issues in America right now, When we, I think it was because we were talking about young drivers. Like in Europe, there are so many fast young drivers. All the, all the Italians were coming up then, and mm-hmm. Kilić weren't even really on the radar yet, but they were coming. And then we were thinking, who's in America? Like Rivkin? was the last guy, like, who's next, who's next, who's next? And then the thing was that um the argument was that the old guys are still being paid, and then you guys aren't given that chance. Like, back when Mayfield was uh young, he went to that Desert Classic, Cactus Classic, it was then, and won a class or did well or whatever. And then he got better sponsorship, and then he went to some other race and did well, won, whatever. And then he was yeah, like, he wasn't- okay, well... You're on the team. Like, he he, he was fast. He was some nobody who started racing and beating the established Cavalieri and Tebow and these guys, right? I don't know who else was uh, up there back then. So he got a chance. He became professional. That's it. Now, those same old guys are still being paid. Old, I say, mm-hmm. 35 or whatever. But you get the point. Like, those mm-hmm. guys who have been on the scene for... 10, 15 years, paid professionals. They are still getting the deals, still being paid. And then those young guys who could potentially be the next generation of uh, top professionals, they don't get that. You know, They get some travel. They have to choose, okay, do I do this or do I go to school or do I quit? Do I go to get a job? What do I do? Because they don't get that, Mm -hmm. here's a full salary and be a professional, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... When we were talking a bit about this, we said, eventually, the time has to come. Like, maybe in America, RC sort of skipped a generation, in a sense. But at some point, these old guys are not going to get deals anymore. And then I said, Cavalieri is going to be the first one who doesn't get a deal. You did say that? Mayfield. Yeah, Mayfield, he puts in the work because he loves RC. Tinkers, he loves even just bashing with his car in the desert or whatever. Like, he is into RC on a different level. Like... He looks at his cars. He wonders, what can he do to improve? He goes online. He buys parts from A-Main or wherever. Spends his own money to get stuff he wants for RC, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just, I'm sponsored by them, so I get this. No. Oh, he wants to, he loves that shit, right? So because of that, he goes the extra mile. He spends the time. He will keep winning for longer. That's what I felt. Tebow, he's building his... Uh, future around rc you know web shop this and that social media also testing and racing putting in the time cavallari was more he does none of that i'm really good just a driver. I'm talented. i will prepare my equipment as good as possible i go to the track a few times i'm ready and that was good enough for when he was at his peak but now it's not good enough anymore you know so that is the difference like not not sort of doing anything other than just racing and winning. So, okay, mm-hmm. if your value is just your result, when you don't get results, you don't have any more value. You are any not more value. testing, developing, improving the product. You're not doing customer service. You're not doing some social media stuff. Your only value is your result. So as soon as that result isn't there anymore, you don't have a value. That's one thing. And then the other, that the result starts to fade. When your talent can't carry you anymore, right? And that Mm -hmm. effort level, when it's just preparing your equipment and not putting in the work at the track, uh, I just felt like that would catch up to you sooner. And we can see that because Mayfield got, Mayfield had options. He got a good deal. Mm Tebow, I think. It's possible that Mayako was the only sort of really good option. But I still think that he could have, you know, he, he would have had something. Because he's, mm-hmm. like I said, mm-hmm. building his future in RC. But Cavallari, if this WRC thing doesn't work out, where's he going to go? There's... I don't think there's anything anymore. If Schumacher doesn't work, where's he going to go?
0: Let's I think say this is his last... Schumacher, while.
1: after one year, like, oh, n- nothing happened in America. We can't continue. WRC implodes. What's he going to do? Like, I see him being, I still see him being the first one that's, that's out.
0: So now let's go back to 2018 when you wanted to sign Cav and you had this great business plan for him to go on JQ racing. Mm-hmm. Is that Cav still something, the person you would have signed at 2018? Could you have made a, could we well, have changed him in 2018?
1: That's the thing. Like back then I, I saw this, right? So I thought that if he has the will, he can become that person, right? Mm-hmm. So Because at that point, he was still good enough where he could have, you know, with good equipment, good setups, he can go out and he can just win, 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 right? Mm-hmm. But use that as a transition period into being something more mm. than just that.
0: I remember that's what that we talked That was talk the
1: about. idea back then. Yes, and I mean, yeah, because I've had this. This idea is isn't something that's new, right? Now, right now, it it looks crazy. Even I think it that hasn't quite sunk in. Like Mayako has Ronnefalk, uh, Robert, and uh, Tibo, mm-hmm. which is crazy good, crazy. actually. Because a very good go team assembled. Any one of those could win any uh, big race say and no one would really be surprised like oh my god right they're that good mm-hmm. so this was actually always my goal but it n- never worked out because before i always needed to find the guy who would take a deal where they bet on themselves you know back in the day was hara was even drake at one point uh Cavalieri, like all these people i've tried to figure something out and it never really worked and now yeah, now now it has worked. First guy we had to sign would just show me the money, Rene Falk, right? But then the others, it's, okay, here's the deal. Here's how we're going to do it. And it's not just like Robert and Jared, they didn't sign because of money. They signed because of the opportunity, you know? You're muted. It, I'm muted. So Sorry. Some, people, I um, think, some people think that, oh, it's, my uncle's just paying. No, no, it's not like that. I know. This was know. a clear situation where Ronny um you can make that argument I guess but it's more than that. I mean, we've known each other for so long we we made a sort of long-term goal for ourselves. It it was mm-hmm. an opportunity but it pays well because he's mm-hmm. arguably the best one of the best drivers in the world, right? And he's putting in work. Yeah, he's still putting but in work. the other guys it's not it's not because Mayako paid more. Actually, I know for a fact Robert had an offer that would have paid more. But, but Mayako has a better sort of uh future. plan for his future brand. and yeah. a, a better a better deal in the sense that he can be a part of something. He can his own work will uh set the course of the brand. He has more sort of uh decision making power, his influence is greater. And then mm-hmm, long term mm-hmm. he can make more money. Yeah. So that it's it's a different kind of deal, I would say, for Robert and Jared.
0: Uh, I'm glad you brought that up because I saw this so, so many times in the comments. I'm one of them guys who's always been like, oh yeah, this person left for the money. And let's let's be honest. Most of the time these guys leave because they have to they got a better paycheck. Or they need or like in Cavalera's, uh it apparently in Cavallares uh situation he didn't get as much as he was getting before, so he went out to get something else i mean m- most of us ninety nine percent of us will do that in our real time jobs and people have to understand that this is for them it's their real world jobs it's just what we do as for fun so these guys have a Want to, you know, they have families to feed. They want to make money as much as they can to do what they love. So they have to go find these, this money in certain places. Um, But to just say, well, it was funny. Oh, money, Thibaut went because of money and this because of money. And I'm just like, you guys just don't know. Like, I just don't know what you're talking about. Uh, But it's not my, my job to say that, but I can understand why they say that. Uh, All right. Um, Two more things. So let's let's talk about the the Mayfield move real quick. Um, to techno. Uh, it this is going to be a big. So we got SIC. This is another person that all eyes are going to be on him. Uh, do you feel that if Mayfield doesn't go in there and instantly win, is that is is he going to have time? Or is uh, is his expectation so high of him that he he's gonna win? Do you think he can win right away? Because I think he can.
1: Oh well, yeah, but, I think that. Um, I think that on in America on the American tracks he won't have any problems and he can he can win just like before. But okay. I think that for world's tracks like in races in Europe the, that kind of stuff then. I think the the Mugen for him is better than the Techno.
0: Okay.
1: Um because I I would think that he would need to spend a bit more time to f- try to find the setup and make the car comfortable and fast for him on the European type tracks. I I that's that's what I feel. Just how the Techno is uh, designed and built. For the American tracks, I think he'll be fine. Mm-hmm. For if we have a Worlds in Europe again, something like that. Like if he had raced that in uh, Spain for the Worlds, I think he would uh, find it a bit harder than he did with the Mugen. That's that's my guess.
0: All right. Um, speaking of of Mugen, their choice to not sign... Any real top drive because they have the killix. Um, but I think Borak's still not full professional, but obviously probably going to be racing a lot more. Barkan still in I school, mean,
1: neither of them, I think, are fully professional. And also, what's the kid? He's I always forget his
0: name, uh, Frankie Contreras.
1: Yeah, yeah, Frankie. Um, he's not fully professional, obviously, too. Drake is working at Mugen USA, so. Yeah, I mean, it's clear that they wanted to save some budget, so they still have good drivers and still make the mains. They just don't have that sort of big star
0: top guy. Like, you, they went from you can win every race you go to, to uh, not, and I'm not saying that Borak or Barkan can't win a race. And when I was talking to Frank and Contreras's dad, uh, I think there's they're not going to travel as much. I hope they do because I felt that's what he needed, but I hope they do get a chance to travel. But I, we said this and I think it's true too. I think that Mugens can survive on legacy for a few years here and just catch themselves. I think so. That's my thoughts on that. Um, real quick. And then we're going to finish this up. A lot of huff and puff, uh, uh, we talked about it extensively. I wanted to get your thoughts on it before we move on the horizon racer payout program that they've initiated. I mean, uh, so, ba- and also the cuts that they made to their teams, the, you know, taking a lot of guys that had big deals, maybe not racing as much, cutting them down, uh, making people race. In my opinion, making racers uh, take some responsibility for their deals as well with the uh, Racer RPP program. Your thoughts on this? Is it is it good? I know JQ Racing had a contingency program for everybody who ran a JQ car, but uh, what do you think about this? A lot of people liked it. A lot of people complained about it. I think the people that probably had big deals and don't have them anymore complained about it. So your thoughts on this so, contingency program?
1: Well, first of all, um, I think that it's good that the size of teams are cut down. So Proline, AKA both owned by Horizon now, Tila. It's good that the amount of drivers who are sponsored or on a team, it's good that that's reduced, but um, there still needs to be a sort of point to the brand, racing brand. If, If you look at Proline or AKA, for example, there would still have to be a core group of guys who are the team, and they do go racing, and there is promotion, and the tires are available, and and the push to sort of have people run the product, which seems to have <laughs> evaporated. I think a lot. So it's not just that okay, we're ju- just going to cut the team. There should still be an active sort of push for. We are still here and we are still uh, uh, active in racing. We still want people to run our product, right? Which I feel that that's kind of lacking a bit. So that's one thing. And then there needs to be a, like a passion for racing. Like, oh, we, we have this product, a tire or a car or something, and we are working hard and developing it, and we want to win and be a part of this, even though it's not you're not on the team, but it's like you want to run that product and race it. That's what I feel it has sort of disappeared with. If you look at ProLine or AK, for example. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then I agree the, with contingency, the contingency is good, yes, but I didn't read all the fine print, but isn't it something where to really be able to win, you have to run all, like you have to run a TLR and a ProLine and a Spectrum. No, 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 no. I mean, all if all you do win, like you,
0: you'll win a lot, but you can win just running one of the products and you can oh, okay. still get a decent well day.
1: then it's better
0: well it and, and so it's only better. top three and, you, and it's, it's, it's the same rules like what we had a, a similar rules you have to have a shirt one on your podium that's representing you have to have decals your race report has to be in by a certain yeah. point it's putting some accountability I, to the deals that all these yeah. guys want
1: I would definitely say that that's a better way of doing things like than what has been happening where people just send in a resume and get a deal and mm-hmm. they're on the team I think this is a better way.
0: I think we're going to see more teams doing this because I think that I've said this before, I'm going to say it again, the whole sponsor, everybody, which I've been a, which I've done, which I've been a part of on both sides. That business plan is slowly, surely crumbling on on top of itself.
1: Yeah. With my it's quite good now because yes, there are those paid drivers. But then below that, it's very, very limited. Like, if there's someone getting something for free or at a Mm -hmm. massive discount, it's for some reason. Like, they bring Mm -hmm. some value for something. But then generally, it's just, okay, so you can become, you can get the membership and get discounts and other perks and all of that. Or you can just buy the car. Like, that's pretty much it. There's no like send an email and get a discount. No, it doesn't Mm -hmm. exist. So, everyone yeah, that's completely asked, different from what everybody's used that. to. Yeah, like everyone who asks, yes, we can do, you can get a discount on that. Just become a member, and this is all you get. And then some people become a member, some, you know, some don't. But mm. it's really, it was tough to convince people, even like inside my I was the one who really was like, no, <laughs> you know, and you know how stubborn I am and, and can be because we decided that so then when oh the sales aren't good enough for this so that we have no this is it like we know that other way doesn't work we decided this is what we're going to do we're going to stick to it and thankfully we did because mm-hmm. it is working it takes some time but it does work we just have to make sure that we provide enough value for members and that's it so there were so many situations where we could have you know compromised a bit or slipped here or there or changed. I just, every time I was just like, no. And yeah, it was definitely worth it.
0: Definitely worth it. I, you know what, dude, I still look at like, I'm cool with, I'm, I'm used to Robert being, and I'm okay with Robert, you know, cause you know, you and Robert had a very good relationship, but looking at Tebow in the Mayako collars and with Mayako girl, and I'm just like, I'm still like this. And then, oh, and also the other other positive thing is he's going to join Invisible Speed because he used to do all that type of stuff before. Like his camps and all that.
1: It is kind of weird, even to me. And I would say that with David, it was uh, really easy to get along and work with him. Mm -hmm. Um, With Robert, I didn't know for sure, but it was really easy. It it really surprised me uh, positively during the trip. But with TiVo, <laughs> is going to be
0: the hardest I just couldn't believe one. it. But I remember no, you just Thibaut's daily saying... That. What? Go, sorry. Uh, I remember when we were in South America, you were still like, I just can't believe it. What? You, you, just, you couldn't believe that TiVo joined Mayaku. Uh,
1: like, yeah, yeah. At that point, I believed it. I'm saying that David and Robert were really easy to work with and everything was smooth and there was no worries but okay. i can uh, i already know that with Thibaut, it's not like that like me working with Thibaut, it's not that mm-hmm. smooth you know <laughs> so that's that's going to be interesting
0: <laughs> limited exposure for you limited exposure yeah. for you um uh and by the way uh has five world champs according to greg Degani. he's very upset about that
1: yeah it is but uh, i mean He's not really a Miyako factory team is he? And neither is Adrian. So yes, Adrian is a world champion and he's David's Two-time mechanic. Well yes, he's a world, champion, time anyway. world
0: champion and uh Two-time. Two-time. two time two time. He's also
1: a world champion. He's running the Mayako, so yes, 5 but officially factory team 3.
0: There we go. He was quite upset about that. He even made a Facebook post about it, and now he's threatening to go race next weekend. Oh, really? <laughs> mm-hmm. Good. It's like I think I'm going to race. All right. Um, well, thanks. Uh, I wanted to touch on that. Like I said, we went more like in depth, geeked out on silly season for about two hours of max. Uh, but I really wanted to get your thoughts on those few moves. Any other moves that were made that kind of uh, stuck out to you that surprised you? Before we continue.
1: I would say uh Cole Ogden to TZO.
0: Okay.
1: That was one. I I'm curious to see um how that goes. I mean, yes, I tested the tires last year. Yeah, mm-hmm. last year. Like I ran them at DNC and uh when I was over there in America. And also it's gonna be the control tire in Finland now for this season. Mm. So so I'm yeah, I mean I'm curious to see. Back when I ran them, they didn't really have a compound that's good for, like, a long way compound. Mm-hmm. They were good when you had to run a softer compounds. So, I mean, most races in America are like that, to be honest. But, yeah, yeah. That, that was a surprise. He's the, the first sort of big name that they signed, so
0: I can't remember anything else. Stands out. I, I think that one of the biggest moves I and, and then like Jones back to Agama was a shock, I didn't think that was going to happen. But I think he's kind of like one of those guys who, yeah, I think he's he, this is probably his last chance or last shot at it as well. With uh Agama, he does have a full time job and is doing this kind of part time, but
1: yeah,
0: yeah, he has. I, thought of I another mean, one. which one was that.
1: Yeah, go on. He has...
0: He has talent. He he did... I think he did pretty well with the Agama with the year he was there. So it would be interesting to see what he does. He'll be driving at N1 too. So that's going to be interesting.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, Matrix tires. So that was another one. So Ongaro running Matrix tires was... Not official, at,
0: Not official yet. Not official yet. No. It,
1: so there's two drivers but, that I know who are running... Uh Matrix tires. That that was a big one too.
0: Well, three. Polito as well.
1: Oh Polito. Did he run them now?
0: No, but he yeah, he ran them. He won the uh Padova race, uh which yeah. happened this past weekend. Um and he didn't so actually Chris Sarkis was really good at this, so somebody sent it to Chris Sarkis and he found where he did, he he put Matrix tires on his sponsorship, like you know, sponsor sheet. And then there was a picture taken of Angaro, and he had this dick of Matrix tires. So Chris Sarkis broke that. I shared it. And oh, okay. um, that's going to be, I, I know who the third driver is, and it's going to be interesting to see how that dynamic works as well.
1: Yeah, that's going to be, that's going to be one to watch, I would say. Oh, I so know, especially with the two, the two drivers we're yeah, talking hot, about. Yeah, Hot Trace versus uh, Matrix
0: so do do they have a full do you know anything about matrix like do they have a full line of tires will these guys be will, will it be like a lot of developing tire brands where the guys will be able to run whatever they want if they don't have a tire available to them to run at that track
1: well they have all the tires they need or treads mm. i guess they're working on compounds for now the treads are sort of so i would say like embarrassingly same as, as already available threads. but mm-hmm. then again that's a good way to really test compounds so you so you know like okay this is what we have and then maybe they will develop more of their sort of own style treads in the future mm-hmm. that's something actually that i always uh respected j concepts for because Almost all of their treads were always... You could look at them and be like, that's J-Concepts, you know? like mm. pro, Because Proline, ProLine was the first, and then AKA made similar but different treads, I would say, and then you had ProLine you. and AKA. And then everyone sort of just made the same. You could just look at the tire, and it was like, oh, that's AKA this, or oh, that's a ProLine hole shot, or, you know? And then J-Concepts, they have all the same tires, like small pin, medium pin, big pin, long wear, Like, they have that, but they look different. You know, the treads are different. So that was always something. And then new brands, when they come, it's just like same, 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 you know? So, yeah.
0: All right. Speaking of the IBR Padova one-man-one one race that took place this past weekend, which was the other big race, um, Barker Ankelek, TQ, Nitro Buggy, and E-Buggy. One e-buggy, uh, Polito, one nitro buggy. Um, I talked to Barkan. He said he was fast. He just had some issues, I think, in the main. I think he ended up coming third, and then I think his brother came second. I could be confused with that. <clears throat> I'm not sure. Uh, Bartan was there. Barton was there. Uh, I heard
1: that Barton was leading, but he broke yeah, a wheel.
0: Yeah, I heard that too. Sorry. Um he broke something. Yeah, and Polito, I guess a successful f- debut for Polito on the S chassis. This is another fast Italian I like to see get out to more races. how old is he? 21 yet? Still a kid, like no still in his idea. teens. Interesting. Interesting, interesting, interesting. All right, JQ. I think that's all the news we're gonna talk about. Uh if you, you know, if you miss something, so be it, we are going on to, uh, the full recap of the clash of champions with, uh, Warner Crime. That's coming up after this, but we're going to go on to now. I think we're calling it the invisible speed bench racing Q and A. Did, did, does, does invisible speed want to be the bench racing Q and A sponsor now? I mean, it's always you or Max who's answering these questions anyway. So I thought it only right that we, uh, switch it over to you guys for 2023, but, uh, yeah, make your speed visible at invisiblespeed.net. You can do that via the book or the online course. Also, be a part of the Discord channel, which is giving you homework to do. JQ, tell us a little bit about the Invisible Speed course. I know you've been busy, you got a lot of things on your plate. Yeah. But any plans? What's the plans with Tebow going into this?
1: I mean, it's coming together this year. So, this year we were supposed to have four weeks of uh, the more intensive uh, live sessions, right? So, you have a Week of live videos and then homework, you do the homework. Then three months later, go over the homework together and then new discussions, new homework, and then move on. We we only did two of them. (laughs) So (laughs) we got like halfway and then done. So now what we'll do now is we'll have a recap of those two sessions first this year, and then we'll continue like fully from the third step. Okay, and then have homework, and then do the fourth step, and then, and then 2024 we'll do the whole thing, hopefully, uh, in one year. So when I say homework, it's basically we talk about, we talk about driving, we talk about the car, the basic setups. Then, then we have, for example, ride height, droop, um, camber, front toe. You know these kind of basic changes, and everyone has to try something like the same low ride height, same high ride height, lower front, higher rear, lower rear, front, higher front, you know, the industry standard ride height, and make notes for each one, what they feel. So when a lot of people do this, and we gather all the notes of what everyone feels, different skill levels, different cars, and they also pick their favorite, that's the best way to learn, because we've spoken about these things, everyone goes back and tries them, then we analyze the results, and and because people do it for themselves they have a much better understanding of what's happening so we do this in uh it's of course it's still evolving as we figure out what the best way to teach and learn these things are but the idea is that there's a clear structure and people can really make uh, good progress where they are happier because when they go to the track their car is working better for them so the driving is more more fun and the results improve. And that's what uh, we'll be doing. And now it's also good because we have um, more consistent support. So Robert will be there. Jared will be there. David will be there. And then we'll have also other guests time to time, you know, because we need some people also from uh, different car brands to join in. And on road... Uh, we 'll be updating more videos with the hog battery and i 've also been running on road now and specifically learning to understand the on road setup because what I noticed was I know on an off road car what 's happening, so I understand the theory and i I know what it feels like on the track, so I can explain mm-hmm. that but in on road when I started driving i i didn 't know like I would have a problem for example with the Rear end being loose in a corner, but I didn't know why. So now what I've been doing is I've been looking at the sort of design on the computer, understanding the setup I have driving, seeing what it feels like. And now I've developed an understanding of wh- what I'm feeling on the track and I'm able to describe that to other people. So th- we will be doing some videos also for the on road side with. Uh, about and myself because it's it's um, that I would say that the theory and the principles are exactly the same you just feel them in a different way so yeah so the way you describe the things are slightly different but it's crazy how the the exact same things, Work and don't work. I would say,
0: mm, it's just that
1: you have to link that theory to to practice. So, yeah. Okay. So that's what we're doing. And for the book, actually, we sold out of French books, and uh, we're on the third run of English books now. And I really want to update the the book. I want to add some chapters about practicing driving like driving technique and then racing and sort of managing your whole career if you take uh racing more seriously. So I want to add those chapters and then improve some of the existing ones and add a few more about some setup things and when that's done then we'll, you know, have it translated and and release a second edition. So that's going to happen here during this year for sure.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Well, I look yep. forward to it. All right. Well, we got a lot of questions, JQ, and we're going to take a bunch of them this week and then we'll finish up. If you're your questioning you And I'm not sure we'll have more questions between now and then anyway. But uh, yeah, we're going to take a few questions this week. We're not going to take, spend, do them all. So if you ask a question, don't worry, we'll get to it next week. First question is from Mark Bruton Young RC. Can you please tell me the theory behind the X-ray locking differential on the X-ray 10th scale buggies? Is it, is it a like a Quaife diff as it seems popular of late for 10th scale buggies? Would this design translate to one eighth?
1: I mean, I haven't even seen it, so maybe we have to take this one next week.
0: Yes, we'll answer this next week. We'll, JQ will take a look at this. Uh, remind us to do that, Mark. Uh, Verke, Verkoop Elcon, what's up, fifth-scale uh, manufacturer? What is JQ's biggest regret and proudest moment in RC? So your biggest regret in RC and your proudest moment in RC so far.
1: uh My biggest regret. I mean, oh well, maybe I change. Maybe my biggest regret is 2000, um, 2004 euros in Italy. I changed tires for the semi final. So back then we were running like XTR <laughs> Proline Crime Fighters. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> yeah, and then <laughs> for the um, semi final, I changed to knuckles. And I, I like knuckles. I should have still run the crime fighters because even when they were, I knew this is, it frustrates me to the, when I start to think about this again. So I knew that the crime fighters will wear out and they'll be slick, but I knew that even then, they will still be good. And I should have stuck with them because I started first right in the semifinals. So all I needed to do was just have like another five-minute qualifier, you know, pull away a bit, have a good, decent lead, like, and then just cruise to the finish. But I changed to knuckles, and the track was a lot grippier, and they were a bit more edgy, right? Uh, Well, then again, I did run out of gas and flame out on the last lap. So (laughs) anyway, but that – probably that's my biggest regret because I, I do remember thinking about it later, like, why the fuck didn't I just trust my instinct and just keep the same tires, you know? So maybe that. That would be the regret. And what was other proudest moment? Success.
0: It's the proudest moment.
1: I think my proudest moment never happened. Um, <laughs> for racing, I would say, like, not one, but the fact that I was able to make the main at every big race with my own car, except the world's. Like, I made... Montpellier, neo D- uh, DNC, Silver State, Euros, Euro warm-up. Uh, what else is there? there? Is that it? Are there any other big races? like? I thought I your biggest mains. disappointment
0: would be when you was on the cusp of making I the main at success. DNC in 2018.
1: No, it wasn't. Did and then DNC you say, like, best success or something?
0: Yeah, or but your biggest moment? regret. Was when you was on the cusp of making the Nitro A main, no, the DNC 2018. I had you fucked it by putting stick- stickers all over the place.
1: Yeah, but I had engine problems there, so it it wasn't really. So, yeah, I would say maybe that w- would be the proudest that uh, I made. I actually made my own car, and then I made every main except the worlds. That and then for non racing proudest moment, um, yeah, obviously the. Euros. So David David winning the Euros first time out. That's that was uh, special.
0: Okay. Um all right, so we're gonna take I need to get you fired up. So I wanna get you complaining. So I'm taking one of our questions. Well, because that, we all can know. Can I get not, a beer? Yeah, go get a beer. Okay. You should probably have these. Go in three oh, uh you got your beer. Sandals. No idea what that is. Where's that bear it's from? One. Okay. Let's
1: finish. So up. You got a beer. Yeah,
0: you got a beer. And I mm-hmm. got a question here that I think is going to get you, you know, worked up a bit. So I'm going to ask you. Okay. The mailman 110 asked this question in our in an RC Discord. I would like to know JQ's opinion on the Troggy class and the Broggy style bodies.
1: Haven't we covered this? Have we?
0: I I think think you've expressed it fully enough.
1: Okay. I would say that the only point of Truggy is that it's a truck, that it's not a buggy. It's different, right? That's the point. It's bigger, wider, longer with a truck body. So if you put a buggy body on it like now, it's just a bigger buggy. You kind of—it's. What's the point then? I I don't see any point in having that class if you don't have rules which makes it looks look like a truck. I I would, I would um, compare it to short course. Back in the day when short course came about, what if someone had put a buggy body on their short course? It's still the short course track. But they have a buggy body on it. It would be ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. equally ridiculous now that people are quite literally putting buggy bodies on a truck. It, it's so stupid. This is, <laughs> this, it's, it's kind of <laughs> the same in anything, but this is why <laughs> regulation actually is a good thing. You know, to a, some extent, you need to regulate. You can't just have a free for all, you need some rules. You need some guidelines. You need some regulation. That, the way the Truggy class is going is there's no point to it. But on the other hand, I hope that it dies. <coughs> so, you know, just <laughs> <laughs> keep going.
0: E-Truggy getting yeah. stronger, dude. E-Truggy getting stronger. All right. Next question from Pat Finn. What factors affect clutch shoe life in eight scale nitro buggy?
1: What factors? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that track and traction levels, I would think, uh, sort of high grip, jumps, landing on power to clear the next jump, like hard hits on the clutch, those kind of things, like wear it out more. But the main thing is just different brands, different materials, some, some last longer than others. You know, that's the biggest thing you find a clutch that lasts a certain amount of time, it's relatively similar from track to track, different conditions. It's not going to change that much. The big difference is different materials, different brands. Some, they look the same, some last longer, some wear out quickly. Okay. If you have a design also that the face that hits the bell is smooth without a groove, it will last uh, much better, I would say. Also, the bell doesn't get grooves in it. So, yeah.
0: Sweet. All right. Next question is from Mike Harris. He just recently bought himself a used JQ Black Edition and wants to know, what spare parts are a must for a race day?
1: Well, I mean, the absolute best if is if you have two cars and you have everything. but Arms, the most...
0: front gearbox brakes, spare front gearbox.
1: Are we talking like 8-scale off-road or what?
0: Yeah, he's got a JQ Black Edition. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, yeah,
1: I would say you always want to have the plastic parts that are super cheap but worth having, like arms, gearbox, the li- different links. Just in case, and then hinge pins, shock shafts,
0: shock um, ends,
1: shock ends. Like on the black edition, also the front bumper. That's a good mm-hmm. one to have.
0: Get the gearbox brace for the black yeah. edition as well.
1: For the front, yeah,
0: yeah, front gearbox. Yeah, I mean,
1: I guess that's that's really the most important. And then just normal like clutch, clutch springs, clutch bell bearings, that kind
0: of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Same stuff you would need for any other. car. Besides that front yeah. uh, gearbox brace. <clears throat> All right. Uh, Jeff Keaton, our good friend and your good buddy. When is he coming know, on for a rant? That's what he says. He says, when are you going to bring me on to add some excitement to your life? I think we need to get you and Keaton on together. It's been it a long would be time. Good. Yeah. I haven't seen anybody piss you off as much as Keaton has. There
1: are some YouTube channels I watch and, uh, <laughs> The level of stupidity is, it really pisses me off. I've noticed that people say that I can't deal with differing opinions. No, I can. I can. As long as they make sense. As long as that differing opinion is one that's based in reality and facts and it's just another opinion, then I'm okay with it. Okay. But what really pisses me off is when someone like Jeff comes up with something that isn't based in reality, it's not real, it's not true, and then he passionately defends it. That's what gets me going. You know, at least have a different opinion that's true and real.
0: I think he and just then, has it just to argue go. with you.
1: Maybe, but that's, yeah, that, those are fun debates.
0: <laughs> All right. Another question from Mark Bruton, Young R.C., there's also a fad in 10 scale buggies for running the shocks upside down. this Will this catch one in the eight scale scene? Is there any advantage?
1: I missed. What was it? Upside down shocks? shocks? upside
0: down. Yes.
1: No, I don't think so. I mean, yeah, people have tried it on touring car, 10 scale off-road, that kind of stuff, time to time, but no. I, I would say that there's no point in doing that. Why? Yeah, you lower the center of gravity, maybe, yes, okay, but you're also moving the shock body, because now it's moving with the suspension, you know. Yeah, just no.
0: Right, so it's moving with the arm and not just staying in a stationary position on the, yeah, 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 I got
1: that, I got that. I got that. All right, so
0: this next
1: question. Oh, you mean like, yeah, Yeah, like when Kyosho back in the day made those weights for the hub and stuff, like, Just know. Just set up
0: your car. Dan Shreve. He wants to know, this only applies to the Nitro class, why do the F main racers pay the same as the A main racers? I know there's a lot more to this question. However, when these mains don't even get a fuel stop, it makes the effort that goes into these cars, we spend the money, because we're passionate about RC. Seems that collaboration has been lost, and the money-grubbing BS racing has risen to the top. Well, I mean... Everybody has to pay an entry just because. So this is my thoughts on this. If you're going to go to a race and the entry fee is this much, it's not the race's fault that you're not any the a main. Now, if you're not happy with the amount of runtime that you're getting for the money that you're spending, then don't attend that race. Attend a race where you get the the runtime that you feel you should be getting for the money that you're spending. That would be my thought. That's my opinion on that. Would you agree with me, JQ?
1: I agree completely with the last sentence he said. So you think about it, the money-grabbing money racing has taken over and club racing has been forgotten. Club racing is what most people should be doing most of the time, I think. And normally the entry fee isn't that high. And, yeah, some people, if they make the main, they get the longer main than the lower main
0: oh he's talking about the longer races
1: yeah but if a club race is small enough sometimes they give everyone a sort of longer main so it depends on the racetrack and the race but yeah there's not really a way like oh well you bumped into the main so now you have to pay a bit more i mean that doesn't make any sense either like you don't know before the race who's in the a main and who isn't and it just is so that a main is longer than the lower mains that's how it is when there's more people you have to do it that way so it's like a bonus. You made the main. Now you can race a bit longer. I d- I don't have a problem with that myself.
0: Okay. Peter Bartel he asked this question of Max and Max missed the ball. So maybe you can get it. I'll ask him because Max tried, but missed. So I need to ask the mas- master. Why do four wheel drive off road buggies one eighth and one tenth tend to run a thick tend to run thicker sway bars in the rear? This is contrary to two-wheel-drive buggies, on-road RC, and full-scale automobiles.
1: Um, I think that the reason is that our, our cars, when we get on power, we can get much more ag- aggressively on power and basically be faster. Uh, if we add more support to the rear of the car. On nitro cars, we have an engine, which is the single heaviest thing on the car. (coughs) It's relatively high also. So that affects how the car transitions weight and rolls. It's at the back of the car. So when you get on power, load transfers to the rear anyway, and the rear is heavier. So that weight is being thrown around. You need something to stop the car from rolling too much. We do it with geometry. We do it with the shocks and the springs, but anti roll bar is the best to just limit that roll. So there's that. On uh, four-wheel-drive cars, we have the motor and the battery are pretty far back in the current ones we have. So... A similar kind of thing. It's not high up, but still there's weight on the rear. With four-wheel drive cars, we don't need so much... Like, we don't need or even want the rear to be completely stuck. Like, we want good grip, and we want the maximum amount of grip at some point, but we also sort of want it to break loose at some time, you know? Um, On two-wheel drive, that would be... uh, bad thing we we want to maximize the overall grip on the rear of the car and we don't have that much grip to sort of accelerate out with so on a two-wheel drive car i can understand why you would not run such a hard uh, roll bar because you want the rear grip to be more forgiving in a sense a peak of traction isn't good if you then lose it because a two-wheel drive car is harder to drive. You want more consistently good grip. So a harder roll bar makes it so you have great maximum grip, then you lose it. Not that good for two-wheel drive. Four-wheel drive, it can be good because you drive it within that maximum, right? And mm-hmm. when you go over that, you can save it. You have four wheels driving. So it's it's a diff- different situation. Uh, but yeah, mainly... And and also another thing, uh, four-wheel drive car, if the rear end is soft, this is kind of how Ronnefalk likes his car to be, but when you have that feeling of you're driving a corner, then you get on power and you want to straighten out, if the car keeps turning, you, you feel like, okay, I'm going to go straight now, but, oh, it kept turning, and you get that sort of fishtail rear feel. That's caused by the rear being too soft in roll, so... You apply throttle as you're still turning, and it rolls too far, more. And that unsettles the car, and it doesn't go straight. That's a problem more in four-wheel drive cars than two-wheel, because you can get on the power that much more, and it drives forward that much more. And that is reduced a lot by increasing the rear roll stiffness, so it doesn't roll when you get on power. So when you exit the corner, it goes more straight. So I don't know. Those are my first initial True thoughts theories. on that, why, yeah, why we run harder rollbars in the rear. You, c- you can get setups that I think work well where you have the same rollbar front and rear on, okay. on our buggies too.
0: Dallas Hoover, he wants to know, is there other things to try to change first? For example, when you add a new track? And you, so For example, when you're at a track and you need more off-power steering, what would you try first? Front diff fluid, center diff fluid, droop. And he says, thanks, I love the podcast.
1: Uh, off-power steering. I think, let's say that everything about the car is good and you're comfortable. You just feel like in the tight hairpins of power, you have to wait for the car. It pushes. Then I would look at the steering geometry itself so the first thing i would do is i would move the steering link out on the knuckle so most cars have some adjustment on the steering knuckle where you attach the link to the knuckle if you can move that further out that will reduce your ackerman and it will help especially in those tight corners of power the car will just turn more rotate more the downside is that initial steering is a bit more, so that's the trade-off. Can you make do with a bit more initial steering, but then know that in the tight corners, the car will turn more? I would do that because it doesn't affect the balance of the car otherwise, like bumps, jumps, everything else happening. It doesn't really affect that. It's just that initial steering field plus steering around that tight corner. So that's the first thing I would do.
0: <clears throat> okay. Benjamin James. So this is a idea he has. I'm going to have to read this really carefully. What do you think of the idea of a battlefield promotion in RC racing? He says, let me explain. On the PGA's development circuit, now known as the Corn Ferry Tour, a player wins three tournaments before the end of the year. They are promoted to the PGA Tour for the rest of the year. What do you think about this if a racer wins their their class, say sportsman nitro buggy at three regional events or national events or national level events they are moved to the intermediate for the rest of the year or they win three intermediate nitro truggy and moved up to pro. So basically what I'm trying to say is trying to get some i uh, an incentive to get people to move out of these imaginary classes that we have in rc that aren't separated by anything besides an imaginary line
1: yeah that's that, of separates course, that sports would be good minutes, but it takes we don't have we don't have any organization or any anything that could make something like this happen everyone is doing their own thing they have their own races and own classes and own names and there's no structure to mm-hmm. our hobby or sport the whole problem yeah Yeah. you can't have that kind of ranking system or anything like that which would be really fun like you would have club racing and then you have bigger races which you can just do the bigger races or you can have a bigger picture where like i want to rise through the ranks and get to some world final or whatever or national final like that makes racing a lot more fun when you have a goal like that instead of Oh, one big event, another big event, another big event, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. So much more fun if there's like a long, longer-term goal for it. Yeah, but we don't have any structure, so we can't do that. And Same goes for pro racing. Spend all this money going to all these races, and so rare to see all the top guys at the same race. Like, I want to see, mm. now I want to see uh, the top Europeans and the top Americans racing each other, right? I want to see that, all these switches, like, Mayfield leaving Mugen, going to techno. Well, how is he going to stack up against the other guys, you know, like Robert to and all of these? Like, we we just don't have any structure, anything in our seats. F- fucking frustrating.
0: That's probably why DNC is so important to us because it's the only race that really allows that to happen besides the world.
1: Yeah, one of the only ones. I think it's because it's the first big race of the year, and in Europe, it's weather's bad in most of the places so it's it's it just become that thing where okay Mm -hmm. it's the first big race um all the americans go okay so then more and more europeans started going as a race itself it's i mean honestly not that great unless you like the sort of community aspect of everyone being stuck mostly sort of in the middle of nowhere just sitting around all day so there's a lot of socializing and that that side yeah if you if that's your thing then it's an amazing race but if your thing is like driving your rc car and racing it around the track it's not a very good race for that but yeah first big race so a lot of uh, top guys show up but it's just we could do it so much better
0: I, I swear, like, Dave could do this with race time because the same people go to all of his races, I believe. So he, if it was any person that could do this, it would be race time. Like, if they just wanted to do it. then it wouldn't take much effort to tally up points. All right, JQ, you know what? We're going to stop there with our questions because we have a few more for next week. Uh, so we're going to save those for you next week. And um, if you guys have any questions, please find this post. It's the post with JQ in the green hair and my and me. And I'll repost it anyway. We'll get to ask some more questions because you will be back on to take some more questions for the Invisible Speed Ventracing Q&A. Remember, everybody, make your speed visible with Invisible Speed. You can check it out at invisiblespeed.net. Check out the books, the online course, and of course, the awesome Discord server. JQ, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to go talk to your Mexican protege, we're going to talk about his uh His racing And then obviously the clash of champions Then I'm going to bring you back for the conclusion Because we're going to make our picks for SIC That's coming up this weekend So um, I'll see you in a bit And thank you for your time, for answering okay. people's questions Joining me in the Virtual NNR studio, chilling out on his Couch, looking, you know Too relaxed um, <laughs> His name has been mentioned many A times on this podcast you know, his JQ's favorite 10 scale racer. He's Mexico's greatest hope. We have, uh, the man himself, Matty G, AKA glitch RC, AKA hashtag born a crime or slash BOC. Finally (laughs) on the podcast, after all these years of talking about you, we have you on the podcast. Welcome.
2: Yeah. Thank you. I'm uh, excited to come on and, uh, you know, talk about Hoosier and a little bit about what I got going on and
0: yes we're gonna talk about you um hopefully this leads to you being on her more often as now i'm geeking out on ten scale i'm really enjoying it after my first two 10 scale races yeah. and i hope to be at the worlds but you definitely this is your world and yeah i want to talk about it so i think you having you on her as a co-host and as you get used to this you'll like it a lot more and yeah um thank you for coming on i appreciate it you are feeling a little bit under the weather
2: yeah, um, I always get sick each time I go to a race. I don't know why. Like, during the event, I'm fine. And then as soon as we fly home, I'm dying.
0: So. I'm just tired, too. I get tired all the yeah. time from these races. All right. So, for people that don't know who you are, maybe tune into this for the first time. Uh, this is Matthew Gonzalez. Uh, he's from San Diego area? Yep. Okay. they um, are like, what, 19 now? Uh, 21. Okay, so you are legal. You're okay, you're legally legal in America. Yep um tell us a little bit about yourself you said so you've been racing since 2010 how'd you get into racing
2: um uh, my dad when he was my or yeah, around like my age like he would uh go down to a, our local track and race um he did it for a couple of years and then after that um uh, i guess he wanted to have a family so him and my mom kind of put everything away and then he kept a good amount of his stuff so we would go down to our my local park and just drive around and then uh we broke apart and we went to our local hobby shop. And they told us that they had a, a track. And ever since then, it's been nonstop.
0: Which, uh, what was your local track back then? You remember? Is it still wrong?
2: Um, my dad, I think he went to Family Hobbies or um, Discount Hobby Like Warehouse.
0: So, where's that to in retrospect? Like, I'm, so I'm not sure. That
2: is I'm in not the San sure Diego area? Where, yeah, I, I'm not sure where Discount Hobby Like Warehouse was but it was somewhere in the San Diego area. It wasn't close to SDRC, to my knowledge.
0: Okay, okay. So when did things pick up a little more serious? So 2010 would have put you around uh, 10. 10. It yeah. Not, yeah. Um, so when did you start like, taking things seriously? Uh, and was it always 10 scale for you? Did you, did no, you try uh, any other classes?
2: I ran 8 scale, like oh 2014, like 15. I ran for techno uh really when they first came out with their nitro buggy i thought it was cool uh our our track was like five minutes away everything was going good uh people were stealing our tuning wrenches so my dad uh wasn't a huge fan of that so after that we kind of just pretty much like sold everything
0: i went to 10 scale
2: yeah and then i I had ran 10 scale uh like full time and then we dabbled into eight scale and then after that then our track closed like a year after that and I haven't run eight scale
0: since. Okay. We still want to get you running eight scale. I know it's yeah. probably never going to happen,
2: but I, uh, I'm trying to get e-buggy just to start out.
0: Okay. That makes me not very <laughs> happy, but um, I get it. I get it. You need a pit guy. Get Sorchi to be a pit guy.
2: Yeah, I, I could. It's just a matter of him coming to all these like races. I would probably like, you know, Oh, he
0: would love like, that. He's your biggest yeah. fan.
2: Oh, I know. Oh, you know that was my old old roommate, shorty? huh? Yeah, you know, that was my old like, roommate. That was that was my landlord.
0: Oh, he's got a race coming up this week too. I know he well, does.
2: He's, he's he's big time like Swatchy raceway guy.
0: I know, but it's not going to happen, right? Because of the rain or something.
2: Uh depending on how it is, it's cal, You never know.
0: You guys been getting a lot of rain there. Yeah, getting they a lot of rain. Him
2: Down like yesterday for sure.
0: So how, how so okay coming up through the SoCal ranks because right now we're talking about a time when you know OCRC is banging you know um like this is the mecca the the heart I mean still the Midwest is banging at this time too but yeah. you know you could go to OCRC any day and Cavalier is there any you know in this time like OCRC was just a place to go yeah um and then we had I've never been to SDRC but I've seen many videos and pictures of it and the previous earner he used to be really active on social media. Yeah. But uh tell us a little bit about that coming up through those ranks. I mean stock was something yeah, serious, serious back then. Well it's still serious now. Yeah. But you know, just a lot of competition in that area.
2: Yeah. So coming up like in the stock era, I guess, of when like O C R C like was open and then we had a couple other tracks. Uh I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but O C R C was the most kind of prevalent track that we would end up going to. Um, it was hard. Our San Diego group of locals, like I'd say like four, six years ago, our expert was their sportsman and their expert was our modified guys. So mm-hmm. we would go up there and get smoked in sportsmen, but run expert at home and have no problem. But I think over the past like, few years, we, uh, a lot of our guys have started to travel more mm-hmm. and we've definitely had more of a presence Inside of California and, and outside of California.
0: Well, I mean, even just this weekend, you had the, the Dyad. Yeah. They're
2: actually like my neighbors. So it's.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. They, they're so tiny. I know.
2: They, <laughs> they've grown a little bit, but they are like little people. Like for sure.
0: How old are they again? 12. Okay. We're going to talk more about those two amazing twins that are racing 10 scale. So, um, working at SDRC, how long did you do that for?
2: Um, I worked there from when I was, I think 18 or 19 to a couple, about a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it was fun. It was, it's definitely, you know, different being behind the counter and helping like people out. I, I really like helping like people out. Like mm-hmm. when I was a kid, there was only a few select guys that you could really go to like for knowledge and help. And if you didn't, if you weren't close with them or didn't know like what to do, it wasn't very fun, especially like with us racing on slicks 24 seven to tie our game with the setup game. Um, Having someone being, being able to be behind like that counter and help out with, you know, a good amount of knowledge, I think helps the whole hobby grow.
0: Well, I mean, I saw you at FCC and you were so busy. So as, as a, so just, you know, just so people know, you, have, you know, you, you really are were like a stock national champion. I believe you won yeah. the nationals, right? You know, yeah. You re, that's where you. Go ahead. I sorry.
2: won two-wheeled 4 in 2021.
0: Okay. So, you know, this is your game. Um, For those who might be like, well, after you're going completely crazy, or oh, you're talking about a stock. No, people actually got to see it. I understand it now. It, it's far from stock.
2: Yeah. But it's no, exactly what I like. In it. stock about exactly. stock exactly. motors, cars, anything like that.
0: Spec mod will be a better name for it. But yeah. in, in my opinion, it's the closest thing we have to 450s and 250s in RC. Yes. And the competition within the stock class is immense. The people like I now that I know who these drivers are, I've been to two races. I don't know them all, but I, I know who they are. I'm, I'm watching them. Like I watched a lot of the stock racing from this yeah. race this past weekend. But I saw you there working on motors a lot. Mm-hmm. Now I'm I know nothing about this. Yeah, I know that people used to work on motors back in the day, but that was brush motors and stuff yeah. like that. What do you do? Like I, I FCC, I just saw you constantly with people's cars, walking, doing motors. What are you doing to people's motors in between rounds?
2: Um, we're just making sure everything stays as consistent as possible. Mm-hmm. So when like you're running stock, there's a rotor strength, like, uh, then there's like stator stuff, just checking the, uh, the, uh, I forgot the name of it, of course. Um, you're checking all three poles to make sure that the, the, uh, God, this is the worst time to forget any of <laughs> any, any of this stuff that you, know you're that you making do sure that the, uh, resistance of all three poles is pretty close and mm-hmm. like consistent. You're checking like inductance, trying to make sure everything's, you know, going to run good off the track. So we have like motorizers and dynos and rotor checkers, so we're all checking each part of our motors to make sure that if it looks good on paper, it might be good on the track, but that's not always how it translates.
0: So how are you adjusting this stuff? Uh, so, just through-
2: um, so Trinity, uh, dist- they uh, distribute this thing called a uh, motorizer mm-hmm. and then a phantom and a motorizer and this RMS pro like, make a rotor like checker. Mm-hmm. They're all really like useful tools as long as you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's that and then uh there's a couple companies that make the uh resistance like checkers and just so is this of,
0: all hooked up to like a laptop and stuff? I no, should have re- really want to pay more attention to that. Uh,
2: it. It's all hooked up to like a machine.
0: Okay okay all right and then that um, that machine then allows you to make different tweaks to motors yeah. where they okay interesting stuff i gotta i gotta follow this a little bit more yeah. sorry F- sorry for the newbie questions everybody no, this, you're good. it's, is it's definitely
2: me. like having to explain this stuff to people isn't easy but once people understand it like so it was sorgey of like living in the same area mm-hmm. like he could probably put a motor together just after hearing everything or seeing everything that i've done
0: got you got you got you All right. So now you currently work at one up. Mm -hmm. How does this work? I'll be honest with you, man. I really know nothing about your boss. I'm sorry. I don't know much about him, I guess, because mostly, I guess he came up in the 10 scale uh, touring car world. And I I don't really know too much about that, but tell us what you do at one up, how they support you and and whatnot.
2: Yeah. Uh, Randy definitely has stepped above and beyond Uh, when Yokomo kind of decided to get rid of us all. Um, mm-hmm. he like stepped up and it gave me Joe pillars and, you know, a couple other guys, a place to call home under the one up associated brand. Um, Randy was huge in the touring car and almost won a couple of like, national titles and modified like touring car. Um, he helps give me, he helps give me to all these events that, that everyone like sees me at, um, he helps pay for my travel um helps me you know afford to live in you know the place i'm at and uh yeah there's a good amount of stuff that he does to support my race like program
0: that's awesome so what is your job there at one up
2: um i'm making orders i'm updating his website uh responding to facebook messages and instagram like messages so if you message like OneUp, up most likely it's me responding
0: Okay, sweet, sweet. Now, are you super busy? Is there a lot of messages? Like,
2: um, it depends on the day when we come out with new products. So most of the time when we have a new product, it's pretty busy for that week. And then after that, it kind of chills out. Or if we're at a race, that seems to be like the most hectic time.
0: Okay. All right. Interesting stuff. Um, so we've given you a lot of shit about this. Um, I'm seeing it firsthand. It's not that easy. JQ has said you're dead to him because you did run stock the other day. We were talking I about know, that. I know, I know. He's probably going to have a lot to say because he's, he's on this podcast too. But your adjustment to mod, not easy. Maybe I was expecting you to just be instantly like right there and fast. Yeah. Not, and the four-wheel drive, you've been doing good. Two-wheel drives have been a bit of a struggle for you. You yeah. didn't have a decent result in four-wheel drive this past weekend. Well, what has been the, the biggest adjustment and the hardest thing for you to overcome adjusting from stock to mod?
2: um car setup so um randy castor and barry baker both get on me you know for this is i'm always chasing tents or make trying to make my car faster than it is and sometimes it's as good as it's going to get and i just got to deal with it so uh before this race for four i called barry and was like hey i want to get better like what should i try and he told me to just bring my uh bring my charger and my car entire sauce and show up to the track. So I did that for a couple of days and it seemed to really pay off. So I'm super hesitant on making changes to my cars and it almost paid off this weekend in four wheel wheel I still got some stuff to figure out, but it's definitely harder to not be the fastest guy out there mm-hmm. and accept that, you know, you're going to be a little slower than what these guys are doing because you get used to it for so long being the fastest one or, Having the fastest lap or, you know, the best car, you're in a whole different world. Like once, once you step into that threshold of modified,
0: right? Because I think that's all negated. Yes, you still need a good setup, but you don't. Yeah. In mod, you're not lacking for power. No. And I mean, that's that's one of the cool things about stock is that there's actual uh, a mechanical difference between the yeah the uh, the the cars. I mean, I literally have seen the difference in motors at these races, you know?
2: Yeah, no, it's, it's and, dramatically different depending on who you run for and who's yes. building your stuff. It's a big deal.
0: Oh, I, I've seen it. I've seen yeah. cars. And I'm like, wow, that's nowhere near as fast as there's other cars out there. Yeah.
2: Well, well, that car them, that motor. Like, like you watch them and it's like, oh, it's a mod car, right? And then you realize it's, you know, little 12 year old, like Raymond kid, like running stock and you're getting ran down.
0: It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. I like it though. Now that like I said, I used to this talk pink pinions. I still think that's silly, pink pinions, but I get it. But after getting there and just watching it again to see other people like the competition level there is yeah, it's good. Like the guy's is
2: you crash and you're done, like pretty much.
0: Yeah, it's it's super stacked in there. And I want to see more of these young guys, or not, not all of them are young, but these guys who are running, and when they do I'm kind of like, if you want to run stock, that's fine. Run it. Like, you know, I'm cool with that. I look at it as a class like E-Buggy or Truggy now. Yeah. That's what I look at it as. Instead of like that intermediate level. Yeah, no. It it still kind of is a little bit. Yeah. It's still like the 250 class, but it's not like a, I get it. I honestly get it. I get it. It, it Um, It's a lot, like for sure. Yes. And and people make money off this. There's a lot of money in stock. Yeah. A lot of I, money in stock. I
2: was one of them that did it. I, yes. Randy paid for all my travel. Like I went to all these like races and ran stock. So
0: and then you make was, money off the motor companies as well if you win. Yeah. yeah. And, and so I know how it works. I was, yeah. I was, I think that's what blew me away when I first figured that out. Millington was telling me all about that. Yeah. Well, Ryan Millington, not in South Carolina. Yeah. All right. So I finally got to see you race at the Florida Carpet Champions. Great race. I really enjoyed it. Thank I you. love carpet. Finally got to see you race. Um, uh, met you before, but never seen you race. It was good. I have thoroughly enjoyed that event. Uh, thank you to Daniel Chavez and TJ Bradley. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Great facility. I, I yeah. want to be there yeah. for the carpet. I want to be there for the carpet next. We'll see. Um, tell us a little bit about that. You dropped down to stock to yeah. race that. Um, um, but you didn't win two-wheel drive. You got no. four-wheel drive.
2: My uh, I don't know why. Just in two, I've kind of struggled this whole year. Um, it's just trying to figure it out, I guess, and always like chasing like something. But my fours always felt good. I just kind of mm-hmm. throw it down, and it seems to work. You throw a setup on it, and it's all good. Yeah, I dropped down to stock for the Florida, the Florida Carpet Champs. Um, <laughs> Kevin and I had had a, a talk about like me running stock at one event this year, so we decided to show up and see how it went. I I came to help out like Trinity to see, you know, if there's anything like lining up for, for a job. Uh, It didn't end up like working out, but uh, you know, everyone over there, like AJ and Dieter and Kevin, like, I can't thank them enough for everything that they did for me last year.
0: Yeah. You said you took that win for Ernie Provetti. Um, I I mean, as we go on, I want to talk to you about him, like as we do episodes, but that's one guy I wish I would have interviewed. Yeah, I um, was supposed
2: to talk to him. Uh, I had always emailed him and stuff like that, but I was supposed to talk with him on the phone a couple of weeks before he died, and of course I slept in and didn't see the call. So i <laughs> I always kick myself in the butt, you know, for that.
0: I mean, he must have some. He that man has so many yeah. stories. Oh, yeah. about the yeah, RC sure. industry. So cool, so cool. But unfortunate his his going. On. I just like his. I like his style. His he seemed to be. Ahead of his time. And yeah. yeah. And he didn't, he didn't, he didn't take no prisoners. He was yeah. ahead of his time and is thinking yeah. of, of advertising. And he, he kind of told people how it, how it was. It seemed like it never met him, yeah. but just that's the, the kind of image I have of him. Yeah. All right, man. I think that's enough talking about you. We are here to talk about some more 10 scale stuff. Yeah. That is, um, a little bit of 10 scale silly season. Um, then the clash of 2022 clash of champions that you attended yeah. this past weekend on my last podcast max and i went over silly season a lot of these we talked about but as a 10 scale guy i wanted to get your your thoughts on them i think one of the biggest surprises for me was kotalar to tlr uh cft yeah. didn't see that coming i i think he's a great 10 scale racer i think he's a good eight scale racer too great person yeah uh did just did just switch shock you as well
2: um. No. Uh. There was some talk of him going to TLR a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and I knew he was trying to join the team. But I think with Cavalieri no longer being involved with TLR, I think it just made made it made room for him to you know finally like step out of the e side and just go over to TLR.
0: Do you think that's gonna be a good fit for him?
2: Yeah. Uh. He gets along like with all those guys. From what mm-hmm. I've seen, uh, it seemed like they all like work well. Together, Cole brings a good amount of uh, setup knowledge
0: as well. So, Yeah, he, he's, what does he, is he, like, he got a degree in something, right? Yeah, I think he's, like, engineering or something like that. Okay, okay, so he's smart. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, Cav out at TLR. I, I yeah. was a bit shocked by this, because I thought um, he did enough 10 scale-wise yeah. to
2: stay on there the was, team. Uh, I, I heard rumors about it, but I didn't believe it till you know, I heard it actually happened and you know, mm-hmm. it kind of shocked me like for sure. He definitely did a lot. I think he ran 10 school all year and was competitive. each mm-hmm. time he, went, he went on the track. He almost won uh tool drive modified at the nationals like earlier, but in, in both a carpet and dirt.
0: So, yeah, I don't know. I thought that was eight. I mean, he did not have a great eight scale year. Yeah. But, um, I, to be honest, I think maybe, uh, Cole was a little bit less money as well, because I'm sure he's like a full-time driver at this. Yeah. And um, Cavs, expensive. So it's going to be interesting to see him if the Schumacher car, especially on these dirt tracks. Yeah. Because I think this is the first time Schumacher's had a driver of his, not saying that, let's be honest, like Brock's pretty much known as a carpet racer. He can do it on dirt. I'm not saying he can't. Yeah,
2: no, he's, but, he definitely TQ'd and won a couple dirt races like when he ran for Associated. Uh, right. He came out swinging with the Schumacher stuff at the exact race a couple of years ago. But he's always up there. He's always in the realm of co- of competition on dirt as well.
0: Right. But what's about Cav who has four World ch- Yeah. Like four really championships. I can't remember, four World Championships all on dirt type tracks. Yeah. It's different. Um, So I think it's, it's going to be interesting to see what he can do with the Schumacher car. Yeah. So it's going to be very interesting. Um, Jorn Newman, I don't know. Do you follow the European side yeah. more?
2: Um, Jorn, I was, I used to run a team Durango cars as a kid. So Jorn was mm-hmm. like, you know, pretty yeah. badass guy, like in four wheel. So it was pretty shocking. I wasn't super shocked. I saw him like travel with Mika to a couple of events. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, like maybe. And then I, he, I saw that he was out at, at Schumacher. I'm like, oh, he's probably going to S-Works.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh and, and speaking of that, Sparks is on a big push. Yeah. In the 10-scale world right now. I mean, Bornhorse has been busting his ass. I know as a I I can't imagine how it feels because he's always in the mains in eight scale, right? And he's he's very good in eight scale. And I'm not saying he's not he's good in 10-scale, but it's hard that it's so competitive. And I watched yeah. him at two 10-scale races, and you can see he's still got a little bit of eight-scale. Aggressiveness, yeah, you know that you so. might get away from an eight scale car. Yeah, his results are getting better, but he's yeah. he's hammering away and Spencer no, he, too.
2: He's definitely been putting in work and trying to get like. It seems it seems like everything like figured out for the whole like S works camp like running like ten scale.
0: Yeah, on carpet though, that car is really good. Yeah, from what really I've good. seen, it's really good on carpet. Mika's really good too on carpet. Yeah, great great guy. J C Rubber for Dustin Evans. Now I call this guy the old guy of RC. I'm still shocked that he makes mains. He's probably only like thirty, but he's good.
2: Was, like, he's, he's still good. Super I mean, consistent, super smooth. Like he's always up there.
0: Is this gonna help him? This J- I think him getting on JC Robert's gonna I help him a so. lot.
2: Like I definitely like this weekend. Like watching his cars. You know the first few packs he did. He had it looked. He looked super competitive off the bat. So Yeah, he
0: looked good this week. I mean, yeah. he didn't make four-wheel drive, man, but he, I think he finished fourth in truck. And yeah, fourth
2: in truck, he qualified third and two-wheel. Yeah,
0: yeah. so I, I think it was a decent weekend for him. Yeah. And in the stock world, I think the biggest move for me, I did not follow all the stock world, but I think Kyle Go going to TLR, like literally this is, if this was like, when not comparing it to when Kim Field, Kim Mayfield sorry, when um, Kinwald, yeah, switched over, just,
2: yeah, from,
0: yeah, but he was like factory tracks associated, yeah, you know, and that's like you're going completely over to the I would say enemy camp if TLR, but like you said, probably a good move for him as well.
2: Yeah, no, I think that they offered him a little more support than what he had. Um, and mm-hmm. he he had ran for Al for the longest time, and um, I think with him running like Trinity, like stock stuff, it'll help his game as well. Just not having to worry in the back of his mind like, oh, am I gonna be you know mm-hmm. struggling or you know myself in that realm of possibility,
0: That's gonna be interesting. He had his first drive with the with the new equipment this weekend. Yeah. We're gonna talk about that. Shimo moved up to mod yeah. um as well, which is good to see so I, I don't really have any more news silly season wise with that. I'm not gonna get into all the big motor moves, whatever yeah. motor moves and stuff like that um but that is pretty much it. It's gonna be interesting to see what Tallard does, and of course, I'm gonna be following. Um, this te- like I'm telling you, man, the tenth, the S-Works is coming in tenth scale. i really yeah, pushing. No, really a they're definitely to push for. So, all right. So let's get talking about this race that you attended this past weekend. I mean, it's the second weekend of 2023. And we had yeah. two races. on. this one was the biggest one. It uh, was a 10 scale race, and then we yeah. had the. One man, one race in IP in Padova yeah. with eight scale in Italy. But this was how that the Hoosier RC Hobbyplex in Indiana. Yep. I'm not sure the exact address. Uh but have been familiar with this track. I have never been there. I've seen it on Facebook. I think it's it looks like a beautiful facility. Yes, for sure. Um they are very active on, on social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know a few people that run there. I heard nothing about great things about the track. That's a very unique surface yes. as well. But uh, the facility looks great. Tell us a little bit about the... Um, oh, sorry. So just for all of you to know, this, is, this racer is the first uh, annual clash yeah, of champions. it was the
2: uh, replacement race for the CRCRC, like Midwest Champs race.
0: Right. So this kind of kicks off now, back in the day, it would have been the CRCRC race that was electric. Then I think they would have had the Nitro race, which yeah. used to be big. Used to be big. I don't think it gets attended. Well, it didn't get attended no. as much as it did. But that track is at uh, that facility closed on last year, which has mm-hmm. been open for, I don't know, almost 30 plus years. Yeah. It was sad seeing that because the owner was showing pictures as he was like,
2: Yeah, taking a rampart, away, And yeah. you
0: can see the pain that he was going through in his pictures. So it's unfortunate. But this facility has, like, I can only see that. I think it was four. I, did I write notes on there? But I think it was like, 412 entries, even though yeah. I don't count entries, but that's a lot of entries. It was 171 yeah. people there. This was a big 10 scale race.
2: Yes, for sure. Like, there, there was a good amount of people from all over the place, like from Cali, like from North mm-hmm. Cal, from the Midwest, that all came to this event for the, you know, my like first annual, which is good to see, judging that it's the first annual. And, you know, they got a lot of the like factory guys going
0: yeah and exactly. so this race had almost all the top guys there, besides Cav and Mayfield, I would say, yeah, and but everybody that was somebody in mod was there, and I think it had to a big a pretty stacked yeah stock class. Cool. there were some guys that were probably fast that wasn't at this race, but uh it was stacked. it was um a great first race of the year. Tell us a little bit a, bit, a little bit about the surface because it is a glue track. So it's yeah. indoor clay. They use a mixture of like glue and water. I'm familiar with this. We had a track like this here in the DR. Yeah. Uh, the the Barcelos track in Portugal's like this. There was okay. similar stuff being used at the Worlds in in Redavon. Yeah. but I've never seen it like what they've done. So they coat the track. Yes. And then they coat it every night. And so yeah. I asked them why, and he said because it's, the coal just dries it out.
2: Yeah, the cold dries it out and after running on running so many laps, the grew, the glue and the abrasion goes away. So it gets mm-hmm. a little like slick. Mm-hmm. So Thursday practice, the track wasn't super high bite. Um it was the first time anyone had hit it, had hit the track. So there wasn't a it, it uh for them they just kinda threw everything out there. Mm-hmm. And after that they came back that next day, re glued, and we had grip off the charts. Our cars were flying off the track. A lot of people were tracks around out. They didn't know what to do. Yeah. So the grip definitely at the beginning of every day was super high. And then by the end, it would like mellow out. Sunday was the only day I felt where the grip was the same the whole day.
0: Mm. Well, that was very similar to what we had here. So it would be really good. Like, well, we didn't coat it as much as that. They would put one big yeah. heavy coat on and then, um, they would it would it would last, and if it rained, yeah. it would it was impermeable. But it did the water did take it away. Yeah, it was actually too much traction. It was actually bad, and it got some rubber on it. But we're talking about eight scale buggies compared to yeah two wheel drives. So I, I was shocked that they were putting. So I, I can imagine that they, when you started when they started coding it every night, it was super high bike.
2: Yeah, no, it was it was the most grip I've ran on out there. Um, Davey bought his track, uh, Coyote Hobbies. Mm-hmm. They have a glued-like surface track as well, and their stuff is gnarly high bite. Like our tires are getting chewed up for how much grip grip like there is. Like it's, you put fresh tires on, you have grip like instantly.
0: So, what type of prep are you doing? Any prep or just saucing, or what's going on for this type of surface?
2: Um, so, what we were doing, at least what I was doing, is I was uh, on the first few days I was getting tires, burning them in with sauce. Uh, I use like TDK. And mm-hmm. then you take like scotch brite and you kind of sand the like middle rib off and you go out there and it should be pretty good off the bat. It's a little squirrely because the tires new, but within a, a lap or two, it was going straight and everything felt fine.
0: Now how long were these, how long are these, these slicks lasting? The um, ones? A
2: lot. I know Dustin was going out on two run tires um, okay. by means. We were all doing like one runs, I think.
0: And what compound were you guys running? Uh,
2: we were running like silvers.
0: Okay. Okay, um, I thought the track looked very good. I really like the yellow infield when they yeah. they spray the glue over it so that it doesn't get destroyed yeah. like a lot of the infields get. As me as a spectator, um, I felt it lacked a triple or a jump section that separated stock. Maybe I'm but looking a for a big sanded one.
2: It weren't super close together from stock mm-hmm. and mod. Um, there was a couple guys that were throwing out burners that were in the same second range, but nothing was super close in the range of lap time wise.
0: It did seem high speed though. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And it's actually quite big. It looks bigger than it's
2: it's huge. Yeah. Like when I went around that SDRC like last night, I was like, Oh boy, like my car feels so close to me. And like, it feels way bigger than the track feels.
0: Yeah. And then like when I was watching the coverage, but the coverage was by mod live media, by the way, did a great job. And it just seemed like I, you know, after coming from Masters, which is a little smaller, a little square. Yeah. Um, this was very uh, a long track. It it yeah, looks I know like the a
2: track was huge.
0: Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen the facility, just videos of it, but it's it's a really great facility. I know yeah. that. I think Eddie Henley is the owner. Yeah. And he puts a lot of passion, he and he messaged me afterwards. So um I was I enjoyed it. I was following yeah. By the way, people, I was following, I actually geeked out. I followed this race almost the entire weekend. The only races I watched, I think I watched all the stock race mains. I didn't watch every truck main. And I didn't watch the last two races, which were the clash. Yeah. But I followed this whole race on uh YouTube on uh mod RC or lot La- mod live media with Matt Olson. He did a great job. Uh Lance was there as well. I yeah. like Lance calling races. He sounded good on on this on the stream. I heard some people said he kind of sounded a little muffled in there, but um, he sounded hoarse by the yeah. end of the race no, too.
2: He 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 said he had a science infection, so everything that uh, we all, that I have like right now is probably like what he had.
0: Ah, okay. He's actually, and he's gonna he's going to that SIC race this yep. weekend. So, so he, he's gonna yeah. he's, he's in for a work. double whammy. All right. So I think it's what what part of Indiana is it located in? How easy is it to get um, there?
2: It's like fifteen minutes from. The airport,
0: okay. From a like an international main yeah. hub airport, it's
2: uh we fly into. I can't remember the airport off the top of my head.
0: Okay, all right, all right. Um, uh, let's move on to the race. So, like I said, it was four hundred and twelve entries. They had um, obviously they had two wheel drive thirteen. Uh, they had four wheel drive thirteen five. Yeah. Uh, they had independent. Independent runs the same turn right thirteen five. Yeah, they run a slow turn. They do twenty one five. Okay, so the independent was twenty one five, which is like I would say like, I don't want to say sportsman, yeah, like sportsman class.
2: Yeah, it's it, it's more meant for the sportsman like level right. guys who are just trying to have fun instead of like getting all into the stock stuff. Right.
0: It had forty plus. It had truck. No short course.
2: No. But it was, yeah, there was a short course class.
0: Was there? Yeah. I missed that. I, uh, I remember have. like
2: marshaling because I was making fun of Tom because we were like marshaling and the truck kept. This one track just kept jumping into his Marshall spot.
0: Really? So I I missed that. All right. Um so I think we're going to get talking about mod first because that's like the the big or should we talk yeah. about stock first? Because I don't know. I think we should talk about mod first. We'll give mod yeah. more energy. So, like I said, this track, this race had all the top names besides Cavalry Mayfield and Mayfield yeah, I think, okay, maybe a Brock Champlain isn't there yeah. as well. That's, I forgot about him. But Tessman made the trip. Tesman must be staying yeah. for this week and then going to SIC. Yeah. Okay, so that's, that's good. He's doing two in one go. Uh, so this was a big race. This wasn't yeah. no joke. Yeah. And, um, it really caught my attention because I remember somebody said something about it, and I was like, "Well, who's going?" And then I saw the list of people's going. Like, okay, I better pay attention because I just yeah. wasn't paying attention after Christmas and whatnot. Man, in two wheel drive mod, I, let's just be honest. Like, Fen just dominated the entire. He's game. he's
2: he's arguably the guy. Like, for he's sure, he's the
0: best all around off yeah. driver in the world right now, in my yeah. opinion.
2: Like a couple of years ago, like it was Mayfield, like for sure. But D- Dakota's definitely figured something out in the past. Here to, just you know he's kind of the guy
0: i mean he he dominated he tq'd all runs of two wheel drive it looks like yep um he he was tq in truck he was tq in four wheel drive four wheel drive was his one kryptonite you almost beat him you almost got him in q2 in four wheel drive until you had something break he was doing yeah. good too
2: yeah uh i had a and dog and pop out of the out drive so, I was like,
0: "Oh wow, Boner Crimes gonna, he's gonna TQ, he's gonna TQ Q 2 And then thirty seconds. Oh, as soon as they said that, like it was like, "Oh, something's wrong with his car." I was like, no, yeah. but that was four wheel drive. So let's keep, let's continue two wheel drive. I, I, I mean, it wasn't even. I mean, Rifkin, like he came second overall, but I mean. <laughs> I just didn't even see him get up there and chat. Like he just fenn just won lead from start to finish.
2: Dakota just he's got something figured out, and that's how are you guys gonna beat this guy? I
0: uh (laughs) just I don't know. In case you're listening to this audio, he just shrugged his shoulders and says, I don't know. I I I just
2: he's doing something that you know we all can't figure out, and he drives on the brink and Doesn't crash, so
0: you know it's it's. He's he can make up for the crashes when he does make them, though.
2: Yeah, no, the 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 round I almost the round I almost like TQ'd. I went and looked back; he caught up, like he was right back there. And I don't know many people who would have been able to. I think he had two really bad crashes and caught all the way back up to third.
0: Well, he went in all. He went two and two. So he went a one, a two, won this. Yeah. And two drive. He did that in all three mains, all three classes. Yep. By the way, um, let's go to my talking points, sir. So, like I said, Rivkin fast, just not on his pace, just yeah. not on his pace. And at one point, these two were battling it out, rivals. But it seems yeah. like Rivkin. Okay, he won. He won overall at. Um, yeah, they so can true. get it, but it, it takes Fenn making a mistake. It seems like, and then a big mistake, and that's when they get him. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. So it's,
2: just, it's just a matter of him not crashing, but he hasn't been doing that very often. So
0: Evans was fast. Yep, Evans he was, was fast.
2: Then Tom Renner Yep,
0: <laughs> Hasn't raced in a while. Tom Renner Connect, Tom R. He <laughs> was good. X-ray. Yeah, he, he was good in two-wheel drive and um, yeah. Four-wheel, yeah, four-wheel drive. Yeah. Surprising for me was Horn. Off pace. I was expecting more from him. After such a good performance, I I, uh,
2: just watching this stuff, he drove good. It's just a matter of just, you know, everyone's fast. So
0: this competition is so stacked. Yeah. So stacked. Who's Chase Lemieux? Is this Paul Lemieux? That is
2: Paul Lemieux's son.
0: Okay. Is he, how old is he?
2: uh, He is 15 or 16, I think. And he's the real deal.
0: Really? So he's legit. Yeah. Legit, legit. Tater was good this weekend. Yeah. He got the bump up from the B man yep. into yeah, this.
2: The stuff was fast and good all all weekend long.
0: Wow, wow! So back to Horn. Is it proline that is the issue, or right. what's going on?
2: I don't know because because they had a good amount of people like running like their stuff, like so. Like Schimmel seemed like he had a good amount of grip, like whole time, but. Mm-hmm. It's all a tire game. Like, honestly, if, if you don't have the tire game I like, figured out, then it's not going to be very fun. It's just a matter of going down that road of trying different sauce, trying t- different breaking methods. You can cut the foams like differently. It's just a matter of figuring all that stuff out.
0: Wow. That's just too much, entire, entirely too much work for me. Uh, but I get it. You have to get that edge. Tallard yeah. in the B, he, would, he probably would be a little bit, Not happy with that, but yeah, with the car the
2: first week on his cars, I think that was the first time he actually ran them, so it wasn't too
0: bad. All right, you was not in the A, he was made on in the B, but you did finish. Um, where did you end up finishing overall in two wheel drive? Do you remember? Uh,
2: in the B main, I have no
0: clue. Okay, you just stopped current after he was in the B main. They had they did did have one bump, which I did like, I think they should have done two.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. I couldn't. I didn't really feel connected to my tool like all weekend long. So I was just like, "Well, whatever happens, happens."
0: Okay. Shimo in the B as well. There, if you um making the move up from stock, I I I've now learned not to expect him to all oh, you guys to automatically make these a mains. It's going to take some time, but yeah. he wasn't too far off. No, he had some good runs. Um. Just made some mistakes and at this level you can't make those mistakes. No
2: you you have to be on it the whole yes.
0: time. Yes. And um other notables that I have done on her is Lee Setzer in sixth. Yep. Lee Four is
2: things. yeah.
0: Lee got really good in he's he's just he's he's getting he's gaining in both classes doing yes. 10 scale so doing sure. eight scale and is making great gains. Um I thought that six was a great result for him in two yeah. wheel drive. And I think he should be happy with that and looking to get that top five. Yeah. Not so great for me is tie in seventh. I'm expecting Ty to be on the podium, not winning, but on the podium. Yeah. And I, I will have to say that. And I love Aiden is my boy, but 10th for Aiden raging Aiden horn. He will be raging after that because I expect him to be, yeah. you know, he's had some great results this year yeah. last year. So I expect him to be higher than that.
2: Yeah. um, Ty, it looked like, he was up there for most of the weekend in two wheels, super competitive. I, I just think with how close everything was, if you mm-hmm. made that one crucial bobble, you were done.
0: Now, what does, so Hot Race, do they have ten scale tires? No, so I think okay. he just
2: runs like J-Concept stuff.
0: Okay, so it's eligible to run whatever he wants. Okay, yeah. good stuff, good stuff. Any other notables, any other notes that you want to add to or uh, mentions from two-wheel drive to this?
2: Um. There's not really much that really I went on other than Dakota just kind of doing his thing.
0: Yeah, um, and dude, dude. We're gonna talk about the worlds after this. Yeah. Like, I don't know how you guys are gonna stop him. Um, Four wheel drive wasn't as clean cut. I mean, okay, Fen still won it in two mains, but he did not TQ it no. in two rounds. Like I said, you almost, uh, you almost got it in the second qualifier but had that break yeah but his protege tater took it and this is yeah a, this is a kid that people are sleeping on this guy has improved no he's a wheel In eight he's scale and ten scale yeah. so much he he's a wheel for sure you know i know that he had his his past when he was yeah but, and he was rude and all yeah. of but he's not like that no more
2: no it's just it, it's when you're young and i see it with the raymond twins too you're so mm. passionate. And trying to handle those emotions when you're so young is really hard to just kind of balance out.
0: Yeah, but he was rude. He was just on. He was yeah. very rude. I've heard the stories, I heard but I, yeah. he's calmed on. He's yeah, racing no, a true. lot, and I think we have to live. We have to realistically realistically put him in as one of these top top very top young prospects in both yes, ten scale sure. and eight scale. Yeah, he is in that top five. I would say. Yeah, if not knocking on the door, the top yeah. three, probably more on the top three. Yeah. Um, but on foot, dude, also I you was flying in Q2. Dude, what did you find? Like, I don't know.
2: I like went out there and I was like, oh, eh, my car feels really good. I was behind Dakota in like warm up. And then I passed him and was like, Okay, I think he let me by. But then I started gapping him, and I was like, Okay, maybe he's just going slow. And then all of a sudden I hear I'm out front and I'm like all right I'm just gonna keep going and then I come down the hill I hit the throttle and I guess the dog bone snapped the out drive and
0: yeah oh man oh man Tom connect I know I'm saying yeah. his name wrong I'm gonna get him on home Tom from R1 very consistent yeah um he got three seconds in qualifying which rewarded I think he came second overall yeah. Looking very good, Tom. Tom and Ty looked very good. The X-rays look good. Yeah. Um. Ty finished third. Did the X-ray guys find something that everybody else didn't, or did it just come to them too late?
2: Um. When grip comes up, those cars become a lot easier to maintain and just try to find like the setup, like window. Um. Mm-hmm. I know they figured they figured like something out in four like for sure. But it seems like they've got
0: more of a consistent rain on on what's going on over there. Okay. Um Schimmel squeaked in, so I think mm-hmm. getting in the four-wheel drive main is good for him. Mm-hmm. Um I think he finished last, but yeah. I'm glad that he got in. Lee Setzer got the bump. So yep. you know, probably he probably didn't want to be in a B main, but he got the bump. Yep. And that was good for him. I think he finished like ninth, so it yeah. wasn't of a great finish. Um and like I said, I have her Tata as fourth. It came fourth over on four drive. I think that's yeah. a great result for Tata. Yes. He beat a lot of fast guys out there. Yeah. So um. And Davy Botler yeah. made both mains. We have to legitimately yeah. f- consider Tata a threat. And then I yeah. mean he's still in like 16.
2: Yeah, no, he's he's a wheel, like for sure. He's definitely got it figured out.
0: Wow. Um nothing to write home finishes. Rivkin in fifth. I expect I expect Rifkin to be winning these races, but at man. least in in fifth, uh, he wouldn't be happy with that, I'm sure. Horn once again, outside of top five and seventh. I'm sorry, Raging Aiden. Not your weekend. You, after looking so fast, finishing yeah. eighth. What happened in your mains, dude?
2: Um, I had a really bad A two and A one and A three, like we're good.
0: So oh, man, I was hoping you would do something. But Solid. You was you showed very a lot of hope and pace in four-wheel yeah. drive. So not all is lost. Yeah. I'm sure your 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 mentor jq would demand more of you. But um I would expect eighth better from you, but it's all right. Yeah, you know, it's, it's okay. Fine. It's okay. Uh stadium truck. I didn't really go into deep in this. I just have fen riven Tybin in this. Uh yeah. sorry, fend first riven. Second, Rifkin, second, Ty, third. And I think Evans was fourth. Yeah. So that was good for him. Uh stock 175 two-wheel drive buggy. Here's your here's your guys. Levi. Yeah. The one half of the dyad. What's their last name? Levi. I forgot the name already. Raymond. So the, let's talk about these young, young yeah. races. Twelve years old, from San Diego. Uh they're twins. Mm-hmm. How long have they been racing for?
2: Um, uh, I think six or Six or seven years.
0: Okay, is this their first time like coming out of the out of the SoCal area?
2: So they've yeah. So they've been to Hobby Action and okay. they went to the Maryland like Nationals, but this was the first time that they've stepped out of California for a, a big ten score
0: race. Okay, and I mean he TQ'd it two wheel yeah. drive. His brother was in the B, not mm-hmm. too but you know not too far off. This is a great outing for these guys.
2: Yeah, no, like for them coming outside of San Diego and you know. Not having as much experience as these guys do, mm-hmm. uh, for them to make you know two mains each, his brother like one truck again, and um, yeah, no, they definitely.
0: Oh, his brother one truck. Yeah, yeah. there we go. So Schwatzy was messaging me, sending me screenshots of of lap times and stuff yeah. like that. Is don't forget about the twins, and I was like, I won't. Yeah. Um. So these these kids are legit. Then, so what's yes. next for them?
2: Um, we're trying to go to. The next round so they'll be in San Diego for the opening round of the INS series. Okay. So that's the next race that I think everyone's going to. When is that? Uh it's the first or second week of February.
0: Oh, okay. So it's not too far away. Not too far away at all. Sammy Moran, he is the ginger from I call him a ginger because he looks like he has red hair, but he's from um Pacific Northwest, right?
2: No, he's he's from the uh Victorville area. He races at Davies.
0: Track okay, okay, okay. Why do I keep thinking that he is from Pacific Northwest?
2: A lot of people thought he ran, he had an on road background. And I don't know for all the years I've known him, he's never he's ran on road a couple of times, but his background's all
0: intense. off road. Who is he older than you guys? Uh, I don't, he's,
2: he's the same age as
0: I am, really. Yeah, he's actually pretty good. I've seen yeah, his no, name, he, he's
2: a wheel, like for sure.
0: He, um, he's. I've seen his name. He runs high tech too, so I've seen him yeah. uh, with high tech stuff, and uh, that's kind of what caught my eye with him. But uh, he won this overall.
2: Yeah, no, he, he won two and four wheel. Four wheel. He had to qualify from the e heat or something like that. He he broke in seeding.
0: I did see that. Yeah. I did see that when he broke in seeding.
2: But even when he was thrown into, they he he still went out and smoked everybody. So.
0: Yeah, I was shocked that he wasn't at Masters of Dirt or or the Florida. Race. Does he race carpet?
2: Yeah, uh, he races a good amount of carpet. Um, he usually goes to the races that Matt that Matt seems to cover.
0: Okay, all right. Well, that makes ah uh, because yeah, he's with Maud. So, uh but excellent performance. I mean, he he took him. He didn't um win it in two like, uh, Dakota. Yeah. Then we have this guy Ian Crawford who happens to have really good hair by the way. Yep. <laughs> um. I have Probably no... Not. I have in my notes, who the fuck is he? Because I have no idea who yeah. he, is he Besides, well, he has Ian, luxurious Ian is, hair.
2: Uh, the real deal. Uh, I worked at the Inn when he ran for Phantom. Uh, we're still, like, super close buddies. Uh, he's he's a good wheel. He uh, finally got some glasses, and that seems to have been the uh, issue at hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hasn't been able to really put in a five-minute run until he, he got some glasses, honestly. And, yeah, he's been uh, he almost he TQ'd and got second at the Top Gun shootout at our like home track a couple of like, weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And he came out here and almost won.
0: Well, he he got a two, yeah. Oh, he almost uh, got a
2: three as well. Like, he uh, they had this crazy last lap pass where like Sammy crashed and then Ian like jumped on top of him. And then, yeah, it was or it was a two or something like that, or it was a three, I think.
0: Yeah, it would be because he came third, yeah. Um, and then we have Doug Laverrier, LaVerie, yep. yep. Canada's so best. Yep. Solid weekend for him. I mean, his yeah, so. name he had some a lot of good runs. He's been hitting this stock uh class extremely hard. Yeah. So um Canada's favorite stock racer.
2: Yes, he is definitely. I always tell him he looks like the Canadian people like from South Park.
0: <laughs> it looks like who?
2: He looks like the Canadian people like from South Park. Oh right! <laughs> but, yeah. Oh my gosh! People say I yeah. sound like
0: Hartman. Um, <laughs> but he, I, I think he goes home for, i mean, not a win, but I think he goes with a solid weekend. He did get second in um, two-wheel drive buggy, and I don't think he yeah. got second in four-wheel drive buggy. He got
2: third or something, but he did win the clash. He he kind of walked away like from Sammy during the clash race.
0: Right, yeah, I, I didn't watch them. We're going to talk yeah. about them. Um, very surprised to see Mason Templeton and Jeff Stacks in the B. Um, they were really good at Masters of Dark. Yeah, I was expecting them to be up there. Um, Kyle Go, sixth overall in qualifying. I was expecting to be sorry. Uh, six is am I looking at the right thing? Yeah, sixth overall in qualifying. I was expecting to be more top five. I think he ended up finishing eleventh overall. Uh probably not the weekend that he wanted. No, but,
2: no, but it's just yeah. the first weekend out
0: too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nothing too serious on there. I mean, he has he has time to get better. Yeah. But yeah, Mason Templeman, Jeff Stacks. Uh well, probably my biggest surprise is not making this this main. But uh yeah, you know, Sammy Moran takes it. Ian Crawford with the great hair, and then uh sorry, Doug takes second, and yep. and then Ian Crawford third. Uh, in total, and then your guy, Levi, he finished fourth overall. Yeah. So good run for him, I would say. He got a third, a third, and an eighth.
2: Yeah.
0: And, um, yeah, I don't know. I know who Nate Sutherland is. Uh, Zach is from Colorado. He's from Colorado, but I think he right. moved
2: into the that, like, Indiana like area.
0: Okay, good stuff. Um, I'm not familiar with the, a lot of these other guys, like Colin Miles, Lucas Smith. Not too yeah, familiar. I've probably all, seen them, but I don't know. Who those they are,
2: are mostly like locals, I think.
0: Okay. Okay. So I'm, I have not seen them. All right. Um, Did I get to my, I didn't get to my four-wheel drive notes because I got busy, but four-wheel drive, let's bring that up and sure. look at some, some stuffer. i going to have to qualify. And so four-wheel drive of, sorry, that's independent. So Sam, Sam and tq's TQs, Doug Laverie, Zach Gastelum. Nate Sutherland, another solid run from him. Mason Templeman's in there.
2: Yeah,
0: Travis, Traver, I Mikalesco. I have no idea who he is.
2: Yeah, so he's like he's a local kid, like from Trackside.
0: Ah, okay. Um, Colin Miles, Ian Crawford with the great her, Jeff Stacks in there, and Talon Henley. That must be Ed's. Yes. Son, and then the dyads just out. They're in twelfth and thirteenth, respectively. Yep. So. Let's go to race results and see who won. We'll see who who won everything. Yeah, and who went it home?
2: Was, uh, Sammy definitely. Sammy walked away with the four. Oh, women. did he?
0: He yeah. won it in two. So uh, Doug Laverrier, a three and a two and a two. Mason Templeman would be happy with that. Um, a fourth, he won the last one. So good race. Yeah. Um, great finish for Zach and for Trevor. Nate just knocking on the the top five. Jeff stacks. Yeah. So, right. And then, oh, Chase Randeman, he bumped up. So, but he finished 12th. And then, of course, Ian Crawford with the luxurious hair in 10th. Any notables from this race that you can tell us about?
2: Um, There's nothing really, like, going on. Like, Sammy just kind of, like, walked away. Um, Like, second and third, like, Zach and Doug had a really good paddle. Uh, The last lap of 8-3, I think it was, Zach Zach went a little wide and Doug just held full throttle and, like, the line was set up to a point if you came in a little tighter, you would hit mm. it faster. And I think Doug was able to kind of push in like harder and take the win of that main.
0: Okay. And then in truck, 13 5 truck, obviously we had the other dyad, half of the dyad, Chase okay. Raymond, uh winning. Mason Templeman, who was very good in truck at mod, he came second. Doug, right there. Look, just he knew yeah. a third. Solid weekend for Doug.
2: Yeah, Top no I, I, With a podium in each class, I think Doug did probably
0: the best out of all the kids. Yeah. And then um Sammy Moran, he finished eighth, Zach Kastler in fourth, and Nate Sutherland in fifth. And then Levi also made this main as well. Yeah. So good stuff to them. The clash race. So explain to people uh how the clash works, because this was a payout race. I don't I'm not sure how yeah. it worked, but maybe you so can us. So it explain was your it best us. um
2: it was your best finish in all three. In, in all three classes from two mains i i think mm-hmm. so you had to run two-wheel truck and and four wheel to qualify for it your best finishes would put you into the clash main just for two like buggy so if you didn't run there was only eight people yeah
0: okay but they want some money so fan won this by the way but
2: yeah so fan won again a good amount I, he probably made a good amount of money like this weekend, I would guess
0: yeah, about um, a thousand bucks. I would say,
2: yeah, so or it was more. a thousand bucks for the win in that clash race,
0: and also the clash race was eight minutes, yeah, so it was just a normal race, just eight minutes long. There's yep, nothing exactly. different about it, yeah, okay. Spencer Rifkin, second, Aiden Horn, I, I, he'll feel, sure, yeah, he'll, yeah I, I, that's feeling better, should be happy about that, and then Lee, fourth, very well, good yeah. job, and. And and Dustin Nevin's fifth and Cole taller. Sixth, yeah, not a
2: Definitely with money on the line, the stock guys drove pretty clean. But watching some of that model race, there was a little bit of uh rubbing and uh and racing. Up oh, there. we're
0: guys getting we're guys hacking each other. Yeah, come on, tell us names who was getting into it.
2: It was it just was a select few of people that you know, if you were in the lower back of the race, it looked like you were getting punted. <laughs>
0: They're my drivers. They're my drivers. Um, so what was the payout for for stock? Was it just as much as the. So
2: it was a grand. It's a paid class. Out, right? Yeah. So Doug won a grand and then Dakota won a grand just from that. From that win. Oh. And probably more.
0: That's not bad. That's not a bad payday for Doug. Sammy no. in second. Zach in third. Mason fourth. And Colin Miles fifth. Yeah. So that ends our weekend. Um that was what time did you get out of there on friday on sunday
2: uh, we were out of there at like eight o'clock i think
0: okay yeah saturday was the long night i think yeah. you went till about nine thirty ten. um great first weekend of racing i thoroughly enjoyed it i geeked out and i watched it um i i did i really enjoyed it man yeah. um I thought it was a great race. I th- I only think that it's gonna get bigger from now on. One. It's gonna attract more top names. Maybe we might see some Europeans come over. Yeah. I don't know. No, it definitely
2: seems like there's been more Europeans, especially with COVID being over. Mm-hmm. Not over, but you know, dying down yeah. a bit.
0: Well, this is gonna lead me into we got a few more things to do before we wrap this up. Um I wanted a little worlds chat with you because mm-hmm. that's coming up. Or when is the worlds actually? Have um they-
2: it is in September, the first okay. and second week.
0: So it's later this year. Yeah. It's at hobby action. Uh we we know that a lot of Europeans are coming over. Dart is something that maybe they're not all used to running one, especially yeah. Hobby action type of dart. Are we gonna see just a lot? I think we're gonna see a lot of Europeans come over to race at hobby action.
2: Yeah, there's a, now a lot of I think there's gonna be a lot of them at Desert Classic. When is it? Um March, the the second week of March.
0: Okay, so in your opinion, right now, who's the favorite good into this race?
2: American, Dakota, for sure.
0: Really? In both classes? And what about Ameri- uh, European? Tyrolowski. Really? So you wouldn't put like Ronafolk or Angaro up on this type of surface?
2: I, I've seen Angaro. that has got the Worlds. And I'm sure I'm sure they'll all figure it out, but from what I've seen, I think the Schumacher camp has a good thing going on especially with them picking up Cavalieri and Brock mm. they'll have people to you know go to hobby action test a little bit mm-hmm. so there's that and then um yeah Dakota's just been the guy so that's got to be my pick and well, I think Ronifant wants
0: to run TLR cars there he does yeah so that will probably be an advantage for him and this is like his talent. I mean, he did he did do at a he did run a Reedy. He done he's, yeah, he's raced Reedy. He's, uh, uh,
2: he, he's done really good at a couple of Reedy races. Yeah,
0: it's gonna be interesting, man. I'm really excited for this world. Um, how about yourself? What's the, your personal goals for this world's coming up?
2: Um, not being like the E main. I I think C or D <laughs> would be
0: okay. Um, that I mean, yeah, I I don't I don't see because it's on dirt, I don't see that many Europeans being a threat. Yeah. Um, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Somebody like Neil Craig could be there who's used yeah. to running on dirt or, you know, somebody, one of these younger, other yeah. European guys. When I think of this race, I think of Ron possibly Angaro um, and Coelho. That can yeah. be thorns. And obviously, obviously uh, Orlowski as well. But we shall see. Maybe be interesting to see um what's next for you then ins yeah
2: so oh i'm going i'm supposed to go to coyote this weekend if i'm feeling better i'll make the trek up there tomorrow or friday and then um after that it's
0: ins how far away from coyote are you uh two and a half hours okay cool cool all right man i think we had a good time here we do have some questions for you we did have some people ask some questions um, let me guys know if you like having Maddie G on her. He'll get a little. I think it was good. I think it was good for your yeah. first time. We look forward to having you on her again. But we do have a few questions for you. And yeah. we want this to happen because we want people that are on 10 scale to, to ask some questions. And this comes yeah. from MBS guy. He wants to know Girdif or Baldif, and should you buy the carpet or dirt B64 for this track? Being away. I think I was just talking about the Hooser uh hobbyplex track. Because yeah. he says I've been away from the sport for a bit, watched all weekend on mod live media, would love some setup talk. So yeah, he's asking about this track. He must live close by.
2: Yeah. Um, all of us run the B6.4D um with the Baldiff. Uh you, you can get away with a gear different stock. It's just really finicky and you have to have a certain certain like driving style. The Baldiff would be a lot easier to drive off
0: the bat. Okay. Um you guys is it not enough grip to run the ball diff? No, I mean, to run a gear diff? Uh
2: the gear diff it like it just loses itself coming out.
0: Mm, okay. So where are you guys using the gear diffs on the carpet tracks then? Yeah, on carpet, yeah. Okay. Um, let's see, missed that question. Uh Joe Zaire uh Junior. What's up, Savage Joe? What does he think of the pin swag front? what are the biggest differences he notices between the swag and the fuzz bites?
2: Um, the pin swag front, I ran a little bit in Florida. Um, I thought it made my car really easy to drive. It just wasn't as, didn't steer as much as I wanted it to. Um, the fuzz bites, I think are the best front front tire out that J Constance has. They have the most amount of steering and uh, coming in, coming in, in, in and out of corners. They feel the same. The swaggers, they're really easy to drive. They just don't have as much steering as the fuzzbite or the pin swag.
0: Okay. Benjamin James asks, who were your RC influences? As in, did you have any racers you learned from or wanted to emulate as you were starting as a racer?
2: Um, As a kid, there was a hair local fast guy who helped me out a lot. uh, Tyler Hicks. Uh, He doesn't race anymore, but he was one of the fastest guys at like SDRC. Um, my buddy, like Jim Hughes, who was super close with Kinwald, he would pay mm. Brian to come out and like help us out. So Brian, I would say was a, a big influence on my, you know, on my racing. Uh, I have my like, drips in my paint scheme because of it. Tyler Hicks. Um, and we used to have a learn to drive like clinic, uh, like Terrence, like Webster, like helped me out. I like, figured out just kind of how to go, go around the track.
0: Sweet. Sweet. That's not a bad uh, person to look up to. Alex Strothalopoulos. I butchered your name. I'm very sorry. <laughs> Corn state of 13.5, 17.5 motors. How much does tuning help over box stock? 5% or 20%, for example? Anything else to keep an eye on?
2: Um, it definitely helps with the consistency of it. Um, most people will not notice it unless you know you're going for that top tier like try, trying to win each like event on a club racing scale the normal stuff is really good but if you're trying to push that extra mile getting your stuff like looked at or tuned is definitely going to be an advantage over like some people
0: okay Devin Bear, how does Fenn get beat I mean we talked about this how long will his reign last and who takes his spot if possible is it Aiden Horn I mean, Fan's still young. He's only like 25.
2: Yeah. He's like only six or four, five years older than I am. So
0: he's just been doing this for so long.
2: Yeah. I think and another thing too, is the comfortability factors. He's ran the same cars, different electronics, like once in a while, but, mm-hmm. and tires as well, but he's ran the same car since it pretty much came out. So he's been a part of the development to some extent, I'm sure. And, it probably suits his driving style very well.
0: You guys just got to beat him. It's, it's, you know what? I think it's going to be hard to beat him in eight scale this year, too. Yeah. He can be beat. It can be beat. Eight scale is a little different. Yeah. But, um, man, 10 scale. He's, I, he, I've seen Shen just do some things of cars that I've just been like, what? You know, I've seen that from lots of drivers, but he yeah. is, he is very amazing. He's an amazing driver. You heard that, Barry Baker? Don't get mad at me. And message me and be like, you talk bad about fan. I always talk good about fan, but he does. He did. He did fend a lot. He isn't fending anymore. It's not a good thing. And from your biggest fan, Sorchy Racer, he wants to know, how do you survive on a diet of only nacho chips, mac and cheese and sombrero, carne, fries and chips?
2: Um, I actually had some early, like, last night. Um, I do not only eat chips and mac and cheese. I have other food. Uh, Dave's hot chicken. It's very mm-hmm. good. Um, I make, uh, chicken fried rice like once in a while. So, uh, yeah. Okay.
0: Well, man, I want to thank you for your time. Um, so what are you up to this weekend again? What are you doing this weekend? you like We're doing RC every coyote. weekend, right?
2: Yeah. That's pretty coyote. much all what I do. Yeah.
0: Then the following weekend after that, it's just,
2: um, just chilling. I think just, I like, go and practice a couple of times and make sure everything feels good. And I like, go from there.
0: All right. Um, besides the INS race, are we going to see you traveling any more? I mean, it's it's at your local track, but at, to any of these other bigger races yeah. around America? I should be
2: at all the big Ten field events like this year.
0: Really? Okay. That's good. That's good. I look forward to watching that. And um, <clears throat> I look forward because that's going to be good because then you can come on here and talk about it.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: So that's even better. Um, I want to thank you for your time, man. I know it was, I know this is your first time doing this. I think you did a great job. I think people are going to like your input. We're going to have to come up with a, like, I don't know, like a special segment for your questions. We're going to think of a funny name for it and get you there. The more people start seeing that you're coming on here, they'll ask more 10 scale questions. Everybody that I've spoke to you speaks very highly of you as well too. So that's always a good thing. Your reputation precedes you. Um, and I think you're cutting out a great niche in RC for you, yeah. for yourself. And I want to see that prosper. So I
2: appreciate
0: it, yeah. B.O.C., you have fun at Coyote Hobbies. Thank um, you. Good luck at INS. We'll probably have you on. That's the week, uh, first week of February.
2: Yeah, so probably, like, um, probably right after.
0: Yeah, we'll get you on to talk about that. It should be some decent coverage. I think all the big names will be there. I'm hoping Cav's going to be there.
2: Yeah, so he told me he should be there for...
0: And Mayfield. For, yep. It'd be good to see <clears throat> and um, good luck to you. Thank you. And
2: um, yeah,
0: if you guys go hit, um, hit this guy's Instagram up. Um, you just, you still doing work like motors and stuff like that? Um, You'll see. Okay. All right. I like all of that. I like all of that. Hey, BOC, you got anything to say to your, your mentor who has discerned you now?
2: I haven't seen him in a year. Hopefully his visa lasts longer than it did last time. Um, he was trying to scam me into buying his Reedy Race tires last time you were in like Ten scale because he ran out of money.
0: Sounds um, like about right, like a JQ.
2: Yeah, and I didn't have any money to give him, so I, you know, I, I you bought him a just... sour, Yeah, I bought him a Sour patch kit. I thought that would, you know, help out.
0: He's a gypsy for sure. He's in a yeah. lot, but he's a better state now, that's for sure. <clears throat> he's he's coming for DNC. He isn't coming as long. He's only coming for the weekend before and. Uh, doing that race, it should be oh, good yeah. I'll see you at DNC, but anyway yep, have fun it. at Coyote yep, and um, yeah, if you guys have any more questions for uh, BOC we're going to probably have his segment ready for him he's going to take all your 10 scale questions uh, this is also our effort to put a, a you know, I'm geeking out on 10 scale it's something that people have been telling me to branch out into for a long time now that I've been to two races and I'm learning about yeah. it I'm loving this shit so um, we're going to be talking a lot about it it's badass for sure Oh, I know, but I, I still, I think I like carpet the most. Um, just saying, I'm saying I like carpet. Thank you, man. You have a good one, and yep. I'll talk to you after INS. Thank you for your time. Yep, oh, no did you want to say thank you to anybody before we leave?
2: Um, thank you to uh, all my sponsors, 1UP uh, Racing, Team Associated, Team Trinity, Jay Concepts, uh, everyone at home in Mexico that allows me to do this still. That's right. Uh, definitely has not been an easy road. I run a mod for the past year, but I'm trying. Uh, if anyone has any questions on uh, on motor stuff, uh, my Instagram is glitch underscore RC or uh, Matthew Gonzalez on Facebook. I'm always open to answering. I, m- I might take a little while, but uh, I am always here to lend a helping hand if it comes to anything.
0: And also, new uh, 10 scale co host of the NNRC. Let's pretend I'm waving a Mexican flag. I'll have one. And three chairs for Mexico. Hey, thank you for your time. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you to our good friend, Matty G, a.k.a. Born of Crime, a.k.a. GlitchRC for his time. Uh, He will be joining us more on the podcast as we cover more 10-scale stuff. And we'll be doing a lot more stuff with 10-scale people anyway. uh, Really geeking out on that. So thank you for his time. Uh, We're going to go into our conclusion here with JQ. uh, But we're going to go take a quick look at the SIC race that's coming up this weekend, the Southern Indoor Classic. First I know JQ says DNC is the first big race, but this is, yeah, this is like the first big USA race where a lot of the European, dri- I'm sorry, a lot of the USA drivers attend. It takes place in, uh, in Alabama. It's an indoor race. And yeah, it's people are driving, as we're recording this, people are driving to it now. We got pretty much all the top names going. I did make a post about this. I threw a bunch of drivers' uh, pictures up. Uh, I know some people are going to get upset because they ain't on there, but hey, it is what it is, but it looks like the, the top guys that ain't going, Cav's not going to be there, I, which is un, unfortunate. I thought him, I wanted him to be there, but maybe not feeling ready to go with the WRC. Tessman was at the Clash of Champions. I thought he was going to stay, but he's going back to Canada. Tyler Jones not going with the new Agama, and Aiden Horn is not going. It looks like Seth and Dalen isn't going either, but we got we got all the other top guys. We got Tebow going, and the new Mayaka ride. Mayfield obviously going with the new Techno rides. We got the Dakota fan looking to pick up where he's, st- where he finished off. Cole Ogden on the new TZO tires. Lutz is going to be there. Rivkin, uh, the Fullers, Joe Bornhorse, Brandon Rose, Spencer Heckert, Cam Full, S-Works Click. I don't think Tanner Denny's going. Uh, Techno is also going to have Wiggins there. Gonna be interesting to see how Wiggins does on the J Concepts tires. I think that's going to help him out a lot. HB obviously will have of the Fullers, I guess. I think Little Bump is gonna make the main here as well. He's been doing really good. Um but yeah, it's it's stacked, but not as stacked. Uh kinda disappointed not to have Tessman Cavallari there. And honestly I really wanted to see Jones what he'll do on the Agama. So yeah man, I don't know how to how to pick this race, JQ. I, I kind of feel like the Coda fans just not gonna start off where he finished 2022, winning.
1: So, I mean, Fend and Mayfield, right? Didn't they yeah. do most of the winning?
0: They there? did all the winning last year.
1: Yeah?
0: Yeah, they won everything between those two.
1: Okay. Yeah, so Fend and Mayfield. Rivkin, did Rivkin have some good race somewhere?
0: He may have had some good races, but he did not win.
1: But he's there, you said?
0: Mm, yeah, he's there. Not There's in my... Time. not.
1: No, yeah. but he's going.
0: To... Yeah, yeah, he's going.
1: Yeah, so what are we doing? Picking? We Picking. To...
0: It's indoor race. It's a J-Concepts race. Not a J-Concepts race, but you know, on the East Coast, these J-Concepts tires, they do really well. This track will be really cold too. It Co- gets cold and dusty, ah, and it gets rough.
1: I, I wonder how hot race on those, in those conditions. Um, okay, Who, what was the SIC result last year?
0: Let's bring that up. SIC last year. SIC, SIC 2022 live RC. So Ryan Mayfield won this. It's followed by Spencer Rifkin, Tebow third. So this hey. is a track that he does good at.
1: I remember uh, Spencer was good some.
0: Right. So you was right. Uh, Ty Testman fourth. So he did attend this race last year. Cole Ogden fifth. Ryan Pavita sixth. Born horse seventh. Seth Van eighth. Mason Fuller 9th, Tyler Jones 10th, Wiggins 11th, Lutz 12th, and then it goes Aiden Horn, Bronson, Royals, Hooks.
1: Okay. So, So, okay, I'll give you my picks. We are going to get the showdown that we're all waiting for, okay? So Tebow's going to win from Mayfield. That's the battle we want to see. So Tebow wins, Mayfield 2nd, 1-0, Mayako, techno. That That's what's going to happen. And third place, I would say that uh, Fend will be in there, but he can't hang with the boys, and he fends himself, and Reeve King gets third.
0: Whoa. That that's is a doable, doable top three right
1: there. Yeah.
0: And, and exactly how you said it can happen. Very good Lutz, analysis. Is Lutz there? Yes, he is. He should be there.
1: Okay. Yes. Yeah, Lutz will be good also. I'll just throw him in like a dark horse thing, but he will lots and yeah, not finish the main.
0: You know what? Man, I don't want to jinx anybody. I don't want to jinx. I'm going. I know Tebow's going to be mad at me, but I'm going to fend Tebow Mayfield, hoping that Tebow wins. Okay.
1: But you still have Tiba ahead of Mayfield?
0: I do because I know that he wants to do that, <laughs> you know I know he wants to beat Mayfield badly, so I hope he does, and I think um, I think Fan's just too comfortable with his setup with his stuff. He's the only one that didn't make any changes uh he's he's gonna be on the right rubber for this tire for this track, and um he didn't go last year, so uh you'll see it, it's it's a small track so it's, it, i don't know what the layout i haven't seen the layout so it's gonna be interesting i know this track is, i know this race is kind of hard a lot of people end up getting sick after this race because of the this nitro fumes uh, it's a and the small dust. place yeah it's small oh so, i don't think i've
1: ever seen a video from this place
0: have you you might you might have went to this race didn't you go No, to a, i've
1: never gone to this race
0: didn't you go to a race in alabama yeah ams oh okay um so similar size as AMS, I would say. Oh, that's, I wouldn't say that's small. Yeah, it's not small, but it's not big like PMB or yeah, Wicked yeah. Weekend. And um, I was told that we're going to have coverage, like full coverage, proper coverage. Maybe not like Scotty doing analysis and stuff, but uh, Danny's going moving up Moving cameras there. and stuff? Yeah, we'll have moving cameras. stuff. Like. Danny's going up there to uh, work with Jacob on the stream. He's going up there with Lance today. They should be on their way up there today. So Danny's doing some good work, man. Okay, good. Doing some damn good work. So we're going to we're gonna be able to watch this race. I'm going to be watching it. <clears throat> what do you guys think? Who do you guys think your top? Who's your top three uh, in pro-nitro buggy? I know people's going to be like, what about druggy? What about e-buggy? Look,
1: nitro is the glory. Don't give a shit about those other classes.
0: Okay? Yeah, look, the showdown is in pro-nitro buggy. Let's be honest. Let's be fucking honest. All right. So you said, so we, we're clear. We're going to come back and revisit this next week. Tebow, if, I hope you win, and I hope you shove it down my throat next, next week when you come on her and be like, I told you I was going to win, Lefty. I want you to win, but I just feel that Fenn's the most comfortable with his complete package right now. That's what I think. Yeah. All right, JQ. You know what? I'm going to let you go. You ain't got no motocross. No supercross for you this weekend. Oakland got rained out. What, oh, so, all right. Uh, no. What was your thoughts on the opening of A1? Did you enjoy um, it?
1: Yes, so
0: I really thought Moogie was going mean, to do it.
1: I yeah, uh, I felt bad for Moogie because, it, like that point, he was going to pass for second, probably. Mm-hmm. So he, I think he would have finished second or third, yeah. maybe third. Let's say third, which yeah. would have been a great start. And then, yeah, well, I don't know what happened. Uh, <laughs> hit neutral over the bars. Yeah, he, so that's I, he not glad, good. glad he
0: didn't hurt himself. But dude, did yeah, you see that one guy in the start? I think it was in the
1: Faulkner, maybe, yeah.
0: Jesus, man. Yeah, I don't know geez. how some of these guys get up from these hit, hits, man. He didn't get up.
1: This season is done. But um, I would say that Tomac was uh pretty impressive, like falling over, still winning. That's yeah, he's you think do you think Jay Smoker
0: hunt. bought down the Tomac Tomac jersey and showed it off guarantee. to nobody.
1: I guarantee Jay Smoker was all about the Tomac jersey.
0: I guarantee you. He's all about eight scale right now. He's all excited for DNC. JK we'll be at yeah. DNC. We'll be at DNC in five weeks. I can't wait. I
1: can't wait. I honestly, I wish I had another six months of not going anywhere. <laughs> that would be quite good.
0: I mean, I was Speaking burnt on. out too. I'm burnt out too, but I'm looking forward. By the time DNC comes around, I'll be ready to go.
1: Yeah, not me, so, but I, I have to go, I think. You have to go? I am pretty sure I have to go. I,
0: I'm I'm pretty sure you have to go. Yeah. I'm pretty sure yeah. you want to go. You just don't know it
1: yet. I don't. I honestly, I do not want to go, but I have to go.
0: You want to. You say that now, but you will go. No, you're gonna like it. But you're not going for a long time. You're not going like the weekend before, correct?
1: Yeah, just minimal time this time. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm coming in on a Tuesday and out on a Monday. So a quick in, quick out. All right, man. Well, I appreciate your time. You have a good weekend. Uh, I look forward to talking to you, Thiebs, uh, the Viking, and and Bob next week. That's going to be interesting. Uh, thank you, everybody, for the questions. Thank you, Matty G, for, for coming on. It was fun talking to you. Um, thank you to the awesome advertisers and the sponsors of this podcast. If you're a company and you're looking to advertise on this podcast, Hit us up, man. Uh, We got tiers for everything. We're doing race promotion as well. If you want to promote your race, hit us up. Uh, It's very good to do that near the end of the the race is coming up uh, a few weeks from the race. We have uh, rates for that as well. I want to say thank you to Invisible Speed, High Tech RC, USA, Sumpadal USA, TNR Fuels, Beach RC, Techno RC, Lugs Racing Tires, Clinic RC, Ardent Imprints for all your imprint uh, printing needs. Uh, WRCE. Shout out to Danny Paz and all the good work he's doing. RC Haas for all your NNRC swag over in Europe and, and, and uh, the UK. House of RC getting ready to launch. RCGP Run-A-Fuck Race Shop. JTP 36 Mood. Ale- Alexander Hagberg. And thank you to OffroadRacer.com for showing me these nice threads. I got some, some hats and stuff. Really cool. Really comfortable. Check them out as well. I'll leave the link for that in the written description. And our uh, link's for all these companies are in the written description of this podcast, as well as um, our, look, look, you can join our Patreon. I'm being very active in the Patreon. Lots of posts in there. If you want to help us out, want to help the podcast out, join the Patreon helps us out. Uh, we also have the YouTube membership going on, which is a little cheaper. If you like that too, you just want to have something steady. You like what we're doing. You want to support us, join our YouTube membership. And um, yeah, thank you to everybody that supports us. Thank you to the NR- NNRC squad around the world. JQ, it was good talking to you, man.
1: Okay. It was good
0: talking. Yeah, you sound so excited. Yeah, I'm so talking.
2: excited.
0: <laughs> I'm so excited. You know what? I'm gonna go have a beer myself now, uh, while I edit this up. You know what, JQ? I will talk to you later. Lefty, JQ, we're out. We're done. See you guys later. See you next week.